welcome to Thursday night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show. Did you hear all that banging and, and clanging around in the background? That was me realizing that we had uh, five seconds for the show to start, and it was my, oh, shit, I wasn't paying attention, clamoring to, uh, yeah, sound like I was all professional and stuff. <laughs> That's always fun, right? Okay, so welcome, everybody. It's going to be a great night tonight. We have lots of fun stuff coming up. I'm trying to dot my I's and cross my T's as we speak here. All right. So the number to call in if you would like to call in and read this evening is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965 if you'd like to call in and read. So we have some things that we are going to be going over. I want to go ahead and get started on those. Um, while we are doing this, while I go through this stuff, go ahead and get your pens and pencils, notebooks, journals, whatever it is you use, out and ready because we uh, will be doing your inspiration from the Inkwell weekly writing tasks in just a moment. So as I run through this stuff, go ahead and grab your journals and, and we'll get to that in a moment. So let's jump right into this so we can get you guys on the air. First of all, workshops we need a couple asap and we have some coming up and i know you guys are probably tired of hearing me say that but like coordinating people to get this done has proven to be very very difficult (laughs) so if you are interested in putting together a workshop there are going to be a couple thursdays i am going to be gone at the end of the summer Um, I'm going to be out doing some paleontology digs, playing with dead things. And so I need to run some workshops those two two weeks that we have coming up soon. So if you're interested in doing a workshop, you can just shoot me a message. If you're not on my contacts list on Facebook, that would probably be the easiest way to get a hold of me. But if you're not on my contacts list, you can find me under Nyla, N-Y-L-A, Alicia, his last name, L-I-S-I-A, Nyla Alicia. Shoot me a message and let me know what you'd like to put together. You can pre-record these or you can you can pre-record them on your computer and send me the MP3 file or I can call and set up a conference call with you and I can help you pre-record them. We can do like a little short interview. I'll interview you and talk with you a moment and then I'll mute my mic and you just go off and running and do your thing. You can also do a combination of both. So, you know, you don't have to be a professional workshop provider in order to put one of these on. This has to be something that you're interested in doing. So let's have some fun with that. Let me know ASAP if one of you guys would like to put together a workshop with me. All right. Next, and this is vitally important, we want to take a moment, as we do for every show, we want to thank our 2022 sponsors, those of you who stepped up to the plate and helped contribute towards our 2022 broadcasting license. Those sponsors are Karen Depthrider DeWitt, love you girl, Melvin Douglas Johnson, miss you, Gary and Noreen Snyder, Douglas Curry, George Wiley, Vicki Aqua, Debbie Kelly, Annie Tillery Waldo, Timothy Melton, Kevin Kraft, Alana Morris, Ronald P. Bremner, Jade Mist, Todd Carter, Paula Sweet, Lori Binder, 
Glenn Combs and Trina Pierce. I also want to thank those of you who made anonymous donations in the memory of John Music Man Kays, the Appalachian poet, Philip Kent Church, Ray Neighbors, Glenn Steele, Charles C.B. Banks, Terry Rose, King's Cadence, and Rick Smith II. Thank all of you sponsors so very much. We literally could not do this anymore without your help. Um, you know, we've been on the air for 15 years now, and were it not for the help from our sponsors, we would not be able to be able to continue to do this. So I just want you to know that we love you and appreciate you and are so thankful that this community has grown into something that's important to you guys and uh, that you were willing to step up and help out like that. You guys are awesome. All right. Now, uh-oh, that's what I forgot to do. Oh, no. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hang on. I can do this. <laughs> Here we go. There it is. <laughs> it is time for Inspiration from the Inkwell, your mini workshop. So as I mentioned earlier, I hope you have your notebooks and your pens, papers, whatever else uh, out that you need to use. As I go through this, if you don't get everything written down, don't worry. You can always come back after the show is over and re-listen to the beginning of the program to grab what you missed. Uh, so we are going to, I didn't do, oh, hang on. You guys, the chat just popped open. So if you've been trying to get into the chat room and it's not letting you, refresh your page and it'll let you in. Okay, I don't know what's going on there. So we are going to start off with your poetry prompts for the week. Now, keep in mind, pay attention to these because we will be using all we will be using these prompts in all three of our weekly acti activities for the summer. All right. So, your writing exercise, your journal assignment, all of it, uh we're going to be using these prompts. So, pay attention to those. Make sure you get these down. Now, as I go through these, remember poetry prompts are like seeds planted. They are meant to grow into palms. Now with that said, the palm can or the prompt can be the title of your palm. It can be a line in your palm or the general concept of your palm. And beyond these guidelines, what we you do with them is up to you. So let's go ahead and get started. I want you to number your page one through fifteen. Alright, and we'll go ahead and run through these. Number one, the wild beyond. The wild beyond. Number two, where only winds have walked. Where only winds have walked. Three, cold was the dream. Cold was the dream. Number four, the sins of summer. The sins of summer. Five, rise of the forgotten. Rise of the forgotten. Six, beast of burden. Beast of burden. Seven, old devil moon. Old devil moon. Eight, blame it on the poet. Blame it on the poet. Nine, I will know you again. I will know you again. Ten, Cough, cough, Jimmy. Ten, 
A long way from Wildwood. A long way from Wildwood. 11. Dark side of the city. Dark side of the city. 12. Dangerous games. Dangerous games. 13. Eve's dilemma. Eve's dilemma. 14. The wild dog. The wild dog. And 15. Inkwells and moonbeams. Inkwells and moonbeams. So there you have it. Those are the ten prom, or excuse me, the fifteen prompts we're going to be working with this week. Now you can write one palm to each prompt if you would like. You can mix and match them and use thirteen, four, seven, and six, and mix them up and hodgepodge them together and and uh, write a palm using whichever ones you want. Or you can get real froggy and you can write one palm using all fifteen prompts. How how crazy would that be? All right. So anyway, yeah. Do what you want with those. But before you do, to, before you sit down and start writing to them, let's work on your writing exercise first, which is your pick apart a prompt writing exercise. Now, the reason we do this first is because this is going to teach you that what you do with a prompt before you write to it is far more important than what you write to it. It helps us get away from the typical knee-jerk reaction we have when something ins- uh, inspires us or catches our attention. You know, I sit there and say, summer, And, you know, we think picnic or sunshine or beach or something like that. You know, what else could it be? What other things? Beyond beyond the typical, beyond the basic things that we think about. So that's what this teaches us how to do, all right? So what I would like you to do is open up your journal to a clean page, and then starting at the top from this week's list, I want you to write down the first prompt. Then, instead of writing a palm to it yet, I would like you to make a list of at least at least six different palms you could write to that prompt. All right, and really explore all the direction, directions you can take the prompt, all the different meanings it could have, how you can twist it, turn it, bend it into all sorts of different things. When you're finished with the first prompt, move on to the next, and then go on down the list till you have written at least six different ideas for palms you could write to each of the 12 prompts. I guarantee you you will not make it to the end of the exercise without some idea running away with you, and it is going to be awesome. So once again, these are your 15 prompts you will be writing to and also using in your pick apart a prompt writing exercise. One, the wild beyond. Two, where only winds have walked. Three, cold was the dream. Four, the sins of summer. Five, rise of the forgotten. Six, Beast of Burden, 7, Old Devil Moon, 8, Blame It on the Poet, 9, I Will Know You Again, 10, A Long Way from Wildwood, 11, Dark Side of the City, 12, Dangerous Game, 13, Eve's Dilemma, 14, The Wild Dog, and 15, Inkwells and Moonbeams. Now, your extra credit journal assignment is a prompted free writing storytelling assignment. I haven't figured out a really cool way to say that yet. But in your journal, what I would like you to do, and without giving it a whole lot of thoughts, take your list of prompts that I just gave you, starting with the very first one, which was one, The Wild Beyond. So just start writing a story using that line. Work it in somewhere. 
or however you want. And then keep writing until you work in the second line, and then the third line, and then the fourth line. And what's really fun about this, if you don't overthink it and you just sit down and and free write it, is your story is going to take a lot of weird twists and turns, and there's going to be some ridiculousness in there, and there's going to be some amazingness, and it's just really fun. You know, you'll be laughing and smiling and shaking your head. But it's really important to do things like this. You're you know, basically giving your brain permission to run free, run wild, and not sit there under the constraints that you normally put it in when you sit down to write. When you sit down to write and you're going, I'm going to write this amazing poem as I sit here with my incense and my candle and my glass of wine staring out into the moonlit night with the window open as the breeze gently moves the lace curtains and I ponder and wait and I call upon my muse to move me into write. You know, no. That's not, let's forget all that. You know, that's that's not what we're going to be doing. We're just going to sit down and have some fun. All right, let go of all that and have fun with writing. So this is really important. You don't have to write a poem every time you sit down. You do have to let your brain run free. So this is a really fun, cool way to do it. All right, now we have to do. Oh, I need to mention this, guys. Um. Your Blackout Poetry Summer Project. We still have that going on. And remember, there are prizes that are going to be given away. And so far, Vicki Aqua, Mama, and Annie Tillery are the only ones who have entered into the contest and have a chance to win the prizes because they are the only ones who have posted their poems on my page. All right? And again, we will be doing this all summer long. And there will be prizes given out. All right. So for those of you hearing about this for the first time, Backout Poetry is created when you take a piece of literature, a piece of writing, a newspaper page, a book page, magazine, whatever, and you cross out the majority of the text. Use a blackout or use a, a black marker and cross out all the things you don't want to use and only leave the words that you do want to use. And usually the easiest way for me to do this is to print out a copy or make a copy of what I'm working on, the page I'm going to use, and then I use a pencil, and I will like circle the lines I like or underline them lightly. And once I get all the ones that I think that I like, then I'll start putting piecing them together. I'll go through the document and try to find words that I need to fill in or some of the things I need to take out. And once I'm happy with what I have, then I black out all the words I'm not going to use until I've created a brand new original piece of writing that is absolutely unrecognizable to the original piece of text. All right. The cool thing about this is it's very much a visual form of poetry. So how you black out the words you're not using can be really fun and creative as well, such as if you're going to write a poem about a broken heart, you can black out the words that you're not using and somehow incorporate the shape or the image of a broken heart into the way you are doing that. All right, so have fun with those. If you have any questions on that, you can shoot me a message or just Google Blackout Poetry, and you'll see all kinds of amazing examples if you look under images, because that's where you will find them. Once again, they are a visual poem. And uh, get those posted on my page. All right, there will be a prize drawing at the end of the summer for those who participate. Participation includes creating a Blackout poem and posting it on my Facebook page 
or sending it to me on Messenger or my email if you don't want it out there in the public and you just want to do it, right? Every poem you post or send will get your name into the drawing, meaning the more poems you do, the more chances you have to win. And so far, Vicki Aqua and Annie Tillery are uh, the only ones who are in the running for those <coughs> prizes, which are pretty awesome. <laughs> so get your poems posted. Remember, as food for our creative soul, we are focusing on reading, reading, reading. If you're not reading more than you're writing, you're doing it backwards. You have to have that input in order to have output. All right? Feed your brains. You are what you eat. That includes your brain as well. Your writer's discipline. All right? That is very important. The things you have to do every single day to feed your muse. Something very simple. Make realistic goals, goals because, you know, little tiny ones. We all get so grandiose as we sit there, oh, I'm, I'm going to write 75 poems every single, I'm going to write a poem every minute of every day for the next year. You know, and it's like, you are not. All right, you know you're not. And then what we do is we end up not reaching our goal, we mess up, we get discouraged, and we use that as an excuse to quit. And it's not an excuse to quit. All right, so do something simple. Do something easy. What I would like you to do is go out every single day and write a haiku poem. A haiku is three lines with a five, seven, five syllable count on those lines. So each day, go out into the world and find something worth 17 syllables. And all your rushing, rushing from point A to point B, pause for a moment and look around. Look for your haiku. Find your 17 syllables. Right. Even if your syllable count isn't perfect, you can always go back and clean it up later. The most important thing is just to get it down when you think of it. Don't write, wait, write it down. All right. I want to do a big shout out to all of those who have been posting their daily haikus. I have uh, had an absolute blast reading those. I am so glad to see that you guys are still doing them. I'm so proud of you. You have absolutely no clue. Right. I'm so tickled my toes are curling. So keep it up. And remember, guys, if you miss a day or two, it doesn't matter. It's like, oh, my gosh, I didn't write my haiku today. I guess I suck. I'm not going to write it no more. No. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. Yeah, you missed a day. Big deal. I don't care. Just do it again tomorrow. Just pick up where you left off. Just keep going. This is important. It's one of the most important things you can do as a writer. Writer's block is not real. It is an urban legend. It is like the boogeyman. If you don't believe in it, it can't get you. The reason writer's block is not real is because every day you can write something. You can write a grocery list. You can pick up a paper and write the word something. All right? You have to understand that. You have to understand and take the pressure off yourself. Because once you release yourself from that pressure, then your muses can breathe. It becomes fun again. And you'll be off and running. Okay, poets, that is it for this week's edition of Inspiration from the Inkwell, our mini-workshop. Remember, if you missed anything, you can come back after the show is over and re-listen to the beginning of the archived podcast. All right, so we are going to do an a poem, and I think that I am going to do... 
I was supposed to read one of mine last week, and so I said I would read one this week. As the deal per you guys, because you got mad because I was never reading any of my work, I said, you know, the first week of the first show of each month, I'm supposed to read something of mine. I didn't do it last week, so I'm trying to figure out. I don't want to read anything. I'm going to play a track. I think that I am going to play. Oh, God, the pressure. All right, I am going to play. You know what? I'm going to play Song of First Breast. This is a poem that I wrote, and it actually isn't even a poem that I wrote. It's an email message that uh, Michael Todd and I were uh, emailing back and forth. And this was a message that I sent to him. And sometimes, just like when I'm talking to you guys and I go off on tangents, I'll write something and I'll go off on a tangent and just keep following it until it stops. All right? And that's what this was. I wrote this in an email to Michael because he was talking to me that about seeing the first firefly of the season uh, sitting on the handrail of the porch swing. And so this is what I wrote to him. And then he records it. And it was so awesome. And it sounds so much cooler with him reading. And it's like, wow, I wrote that? That sounds good. It sounds good when Mike reads it. <laughs> so this is my obligatory. Uh, my face isn't going to say that word. This is my on-demand first of the month poem, Song of First Breast, read by Michael Todd. Here you go. Song of First Breast by Nyla Alicia. In the ruins, climbing high into the shadow of a naked season, we sit, arms and legs dangling, anticipation dripping from our limbs like sugar diamonds melting in rebirths whispered promise we wait watching for the silver albatrosses to awaken and fly to the sun all right i lied that is not what that is that is a poem and not the one i wanted to play and now i have to find the one i wanted to play And I don't know if I'm going to be able to find that. Where is it, Michael? I know I had it uploaded. Let's see if we can find it here. Oh, my, I'm a professional, aren't I? Um, I only have that one. All right, well, we're going to play this one, I guess, Song of First Breath, because I cannot find my Firefly poem. I don't know where it went. So, okay, we'll go back to this one. This is a poem that I wrote for a book with the same title. Song, uh, no, Green is the Colored Wonder was the name of the book that I submitted this one to. All right, so here we go. Anyway, listen. Song of First Breaths by Nyla Alicia In the ruins, climbing high into the shadow of a naked season, we sit, arms and legs dangling, anticipation dripping from our limbs like sugar diamonds melting in rebirths, whispered promise. We wait, watching for the silver albatrosses to awaken and fly into the sun. At first light they go, side by side, screaming twin arrows piercing the horizon. With outstretched arms standing on our toes, bodies humming, we watch for them, 
poised motionless until with wings on fire they again spiral past close enough to the ruins for us to pluck one each a glowing tail feather. Plummeting straight into the frozen lake, the albatrosses break the ice, awakening the land again. It comes so silently there, but here it vibrates like thunderbolts. The air fills with the song of first breaths, of roots stretching, of sap running, of buds pushing through bark. The notes float like paving stones, and on them we descend, each step echoing laughter in dulcimer tones. By leftover moonlight in the twilight moments, we dance, apparitional beings of mist and matter, swaying this way, dipping that way, brandishing our tail feathers like a paintbrush. We're like wild women, feral and primitive, conducting a silent orchestra, a mysterious alchemy of melody and music, arms flying, fingertips flaming, till the robin breaks the silence, awakened by the worm rolling over and thawing soil. Then you and I, sister, camouflage behind the tail feathers, now nothing but smoky pink wisps, hide ourselves inside silhouettes of morning mist, cameo faces and clouds wrapped inside the sunrise. We watch what was once winter white and frost green overnight transform, and as the breeze softly shakes the season awake, the first flakes of pink snow flutter like confetti dreams. And spring comes to life. He makes it sound good, doesn't he? <laughs> All right. Well, I don't know why I couldn't find the other one. My my board looks like it's eaten some of my tracks. So, but I'm glad that one was on there. And love you, Mike. Thank you so much. Appreciate you recording that. It was beautiful. All right. Now. Dun, dun, dun. Guess what time it is. Do you guys know? It's time for you. <laughs> Once again, the number, if you would like to call in tonight, 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. You can call in and just listen by not pressing one. You can call in and come on the air by pressing one, and that will alert me that it is okay to unmute you. So just follow the prompts when you call in. Once again, 646-595-3965 if you would like to call in. All right, if you are on hold, this is what you can expect tonight. Listen for your telephone area code because we, well, first of all, we take callers in the order that you call in. All right, so listen for your area code. When I call out your area code, you'll know it's your turn to come on live. When I bring you on, please make sure that you introduce yourself. It's really important that people know who's reading because I promise you, if you don't, chat's going to light up and everyone's going to be asking me who, 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 who. And then that's going to distract me because I'm easily distracted by shiny objects and squirrels. All right. And I'm supposed to be listening to you. And then I'm going to get all mixed up. And then it's going to be all your fault because you didn't introduce yourself. <laughs> So please make sure that you introduce yourself. And then again, you know, you're you're literally verbally publishing your poem. We have 15 years worth of archive shows on here. Right, you can go back to any of the any of the weeks and listen to a show and hear the poems that were read then. So you you literally are verbally publishing your poem. Never put your work out there without your name attached. And for those of you who use a pen name, unless there's a reason 
you know, life and death reason or whatever that you use a pen name. Um, I, w- I would always suggest that you can say, you know, I, I would, like I used to write, and I used to, my MySpace thing, we'll use that as an example, with Spirit Wild because I used to break Mustangs when I lived in Wyoming. And they, that was a nickname they gave me. So I would go by that. And so when I signed everything, I signed it Spirit Wild, right? I never put my real name on it. And that was silly. So you would do something like, you know, this is Nyla Alicia writing under the name of Spirit Wild, and here we go. All right, you always want to have your real name attached to your work as well. That is really important because, uh, you know, like I said, you are verbally publishing your poem. You want your name attached to it. Next thing, you can read two poems tonight to start out. Keep it right around the five-minute mark. Be courteous to the people waiting in line behind you. You can, uh, if it it gets too busy, the lines get too uh, busy tonight, and I need to switch that back to just doing one poem. I will let you know if that happens. And if that happens on your turn, then... I apologize for that, but I will let you know if that happens right now. You're good to go at two. When you're done reading, make sure that you give out your URL. It's important that people know how to come find you and get to know you and your work. Start building your writer's network. Very, very important to do. And then remember, we have a mature rating. That means no bumping body parts, no tab A into slot B. All right, we, don't need, we don't need graphic details. We don't need you to literally paint us the picture. All right, keep it a little ethereal. Keep it inside the mind. You know, no adult porn poems. We have mature rating, non-adult rating. You know where that line is. Don't push that envelope, okay? We'll be good to go. I'm going to go ahead and give our first three callers so you kind of have a heads up on where you are. We have 718 followed by 731 followed by 903. And because I know Jimmy needs to know, that's going to be followed by 219 and then 702. All right, so that's kind of where you're at, Jimmy. He has the boys. All right, so with that said, oh, I do want to let area code 207 and 860 know that you guys are not in the lineup. If you're here just listening and hanging out with us tonight, appreciate it so much. You have no idea. Thank you for being here. If you change your mind and you do want to come on the air, 207 or 860, press 1, and that will alert me that it is okay to unmute you. There you go, 860, I've got you. So 207, if you want to come on the air, just go ahead and press, I think that's Brian, is that Brian? I think Brian's in the chat room, too. Okay, hon, so if you want to come on the air, press 1. If you're just hanging out and listening, there you go. I gotcha. All right, everybody's in line. We're good to go. <laughs> okay, so let's go ahead and grab our first caller of the evening, 718. You are on the air. Hello, Nyla. How are you doing? Jim? It's Jim Hart. Yes. Hi, Jim. How are you doing, sweetheart? Okay, how are you? Absolutely wonderful. Okay, Uh, the first poem is, I'm not in right now. Please leave a message after the beep. (laughs) Her voice, five months dead. 
electronically haunting me as loud as Molly's chains dragging across the stone-cold floors of my memory, tearing my eyes with the echoed dust of desire, the allergic irritant of futile need, the passionate tenacity of solemn desperation. And peace. Wow. You know, my father passed away, and about two weeks later, I was going through all my voice messages, and there were three messages from my dad that I never heard. And so I'm sitting there listening to voice messages from my dad on my phone after he passed away. It was really weird. It was very, very weird feeling. And that's what your poem made me think about. I loved your poem. Yeah, it is a weird feeling, yeah. Our second poem is quite different, unnatural. The bartender was old. Hell, even by my standards. He was arthritically slow, and his gnarled fingers had formed in the perfect shape of a double shot glass. He had trouble with the mixed fancy drinks in the big rod-shaped glasses. But this was a local joint, so there were very few who came for anything but serious drinking. So it came as a complete shock to all us regulars when two guys came in, Smith and Wesson revolvers and hands, demanding everything from the register and that secret cigar box under the bar. And Joe, the old barman, came up with a 12-gauge and blew them both into the red leather booth opposite the window. Then, with some small amount of pain showing on his drunk-veined old face, pressed the 911 digits on the old push-button phone, splitting the barrel from the stock and leaving it open on the bar so he'd be clearly empty-handed when the cops arrived as if it was something he'd done every damn day of his life. I think that is probably, probably absolutely one of my favorites. Oh, thank you. What an amazing character you have created in him. So is he real? Oh, are you supposed to tell, really? <laughs> I just, I just, I really want him to be real. <laughs> he's a, well, he's no longer, but he was real. Oh, that makes me so happy. I mean, not that he's doesn't make me happy that he's no longer, but it makes me really happy that he was real. You know, and and what is what I really think that I loved about that piece more than anything else was the way you ended it, saying that. You know, like he'd done it a hundred times before. Forgive me if I didn't get the line just right, but that was the the meaning of it. You know, like, you know, and it's like I'm thinking he probably has. Every time one of you assholes opened your mouth or needed kicked out or he had to call the cops on you, you know. (laughs) Yeah. How many times did he sit behind that bar and want to pull out that shotgun? So in his mind, he's probably done that a hundred (laughs) times. And it just kind of made me laugh because he's, you know, the quiet guy sitting there, you know, almost to the point where he's invisible. You know, he's become part of the fixture, but he's not. He's a person. And that really brought him to life for me. I absolutely loved that piece. Will you send that to me so I can read it again? Sure. 
I love you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm Jim Hart. You can find me on Facebook, and you can find all my books, both the novels and poetry collections, on Amazon.com. Absolutely perfect. All right, sweetheart. Thank you. So, well, you're working on a new book, aren't you? Uh, two of them, actually. Yes. That's right. That's right. Keep us posted on those, okay? Uh, and how okay. you're doing? Uh, Is one right. you just read in a book? Yes. Which one? It's in just another Friday night in Brooklyn. Just another Friday night. Oh my god! I have to read that one. I don't have that one. Okay. All right. Perfect. Thank you, my okay. darling. Thank you. Bye. Also, put the link to that book on my page for me. I'll have to remind him. All right. So thank you, Jimmy, for reminding me. And I'm looking at my, because I was looking at the computer and not my list. Yes, I did see your call dropped. No, you did not lose your pace in line. This is the lineup, guys. We have 731 next, then 903, then 702, then 219, 216, 832. That's far enough down. All right. So, no, you didn't lose your place in line, Jimmy. Thanks for putting that in there for me. I appreciate it. Let's go ahead and get 731 on the air. 731. Mr. Michael, are you with me? Did we drop Jimmy's call? Something dropped Jimmy's call. Is but he there now? He's got his same place in line. Yeah, he's in, he's there. He didn't lose his place in line. He's good. How does he know? Because I, I always write, I always write it, it down by prove hand. Prove it. Prove what? it. Bring him on. Bring him on. Jimmy, are you there? Hey. Hi. Hi, Jimmy. How you doing, buddy? Hey, what's going on, bud? Did you bring some? Did you bring some people with you? Uh, no. Okay. I didn't know this was. Just brought myself. You got your stuff ready? Are you good? Are you good uh, to go? No. Okay. I was going to let you jump front of me if you wanted to. Since we're both no, here. No, I appreciate it. You go ahead, Mike. I'll, I'll, I'll wait my turn. I just, uh, I'll usually get in right behind you and somehow it drops and it's all good. I got, we'll let, we'll you're, the, Jimmy. We'll let the wheels Jimmy, roll. I had you written down. So when I gave the lineup, I was reading off the computer. But on the lineup that I had written on the paper, you still have your same spot. So your call dropped, but I, I have you on the paper in your right order. So you didn't you haven't lost your place. All right, fair enough. Okay. We have Mike, Eric, and then you. Cool. All right. All right, honey. <laughs> so be ready. I'll be ready. Okay. Michael, that was very kind of you. I'm a nice guy. They you really uh, are. <clears throat> sometimes. Okay, let's see. Thirsty, so I'm going back and reclaiming old poetry. And I've got one from 2007, one from 2008, one from 2007 I've got memorized. I've read it a thousand times. The other one I think I read twice. Let's do the one I'm familiar with. Let's do the one. This is uh, written in 2007, so it's basically 40 years after The Summer of Love. And that's the name of the poem, The Summer of Love by Michael Todd. When the truth is found to be lies, 
question Fresco's grace. It was the summer of love, a time unto its own. Logic had no place. While the hippie movement only lasted a mere six months, been done, some would have us believe it spanned a decade. Still lament it is gone. Sharing was atop the agenda. Peace and love were the order of the day. All we need is love, the Beatles taught us. Surely they knew the way. Man, thy name is brother. Forgiveness bountiful, except for the man. With unity, the movement would make a way. Someone would create a plan. Communal living, all are equal. Share the pipe and share the land. Forgive the elders who know not what is best. Someone must take a stand. No sense was made in prose that season, but many a great song was heard. We can still hear the message daily on oldies radio. Spread the word. All takers and no givers. Laws of supply and demand. Providers woefully few. A hit of acid in a small sugar cube. A little grass and voila, rainbow stew. Live off the land is a concept revered, but it helps to own a tractor. There was no one to buy the seed to grow and lack of knowledge was a factor. Those who tried and failed really weren't bitter when it all slipped away. They enjoyed their vacation from reality, but it was the dawn of a new day. You know, they're not alone in the misconceptions of their day in the sun. Many of that generation's reality skewed. Most cases, there's little or none. So for all you easy riders, don't despair when someone calls your bluff. You managed to live off the fat of the land. Okay, survived. That's enough. Mama Michelle and California Dreaming will live and love on for some time. For all their failings and misgivings, the summer of love still lives on in rhyme. In peace. That was amazing. You should put that one to music. I don't have any music. That's some gothic background. Music. Or, some, or some psychedelic rock. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking more like polka. <laughs> I want you to read it like you're calling out square dance. That's not easy to do. That's not <laughs> easy to do. It would sound like shit, but it would be fun as hell to listen to. Sorry. <laughs> oh, I just no, tell you what, I some, some what something really southern. Uh, we I had some friends, and we, we wrote some square dance stuff once, and it was the more we wrote, the more obscene it got. <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> it's embarrassing. Poem number uh, two. Okay. Poem number two. Uh, back in the early days of blogophilia, uh, one of the writers is a girl named Marcelina. Marcelina lives in Australia, I do believe. And uh, she was having yeah. a bad week. And I got in the middle of it and, and uh, wrote a poem for her. And uh, the word sum is Is that the week she left the site? Huh? Is that the week she left the site for a while? Maybe. No, yeah. no. No, she didn't leave right then. She was around for this week, I remember. Anyway, this is called The Sum of Marcy's Blues by Michael Todd. As my night falls, I suppose she greets a new day. Time zones get in the way when I have something to say. Not sure what to say, so be careful of words I choose. 
No new words under the sun when I dwell on old news. Not a care in the world had she, I gathered at first glance. Never occurred to me she would have discord with romance. Something is surely cut her deep, I gather as I muse. Not my call, but hers to make as to what she eschews. When relationships are time-tested, roots run deep. With love at first sight requires only one swift leap. As it stands, the bane of my existence as I peruse might well be a ghost, for all I know is a mid-my-view. Can't help but wonder if within my grasp I hold the answer, probably for the best that I keep to myself and defer. Who really knows the answer? I'll learn as time ensues. Could be six at the price of one, the sum of Marcy's blues. I've been down this road before, sought to lend a helping hand. That road is paid good intentions, I understand. What thoughts might I impart? Any anecdotes I might infuse? Will I be true to my nature? Say something, don't really confuse. Might be best to simply duck and run. Call it just another day. More than likely, my interpretations would only get in the way. So more than likely, I'll stand in the shadows and full recluse. Make myself available should I have something she can use. Well knowing she believes sometimes the universe gets it right. Somewhere in her future, she'll come to know her true night. She cannot possibly drift so far that her faith she might lose. Hope can only be pushed away so far and then eventually renews. She'll be fine, all in good time. We'll get the wind back in her sails. She'll drift and dream for a while, know when to work out details. Not knowing where this is going, how to measure the cost of the cruise. Trust the value of her smiles will outweigh the sum of Marcy's blues. End point. That is awesome. You know, I think about all the poems that you've written, how they all have targets. It's, it's pretty amazing. It's like your poem, your poetry is like an archive of a generation of poets. Do you realize that? Well, I, I always try to write to, for, or about some a single person or entity. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it's just kind of tripping along out there in the space. But <laughs> I kind of have to, I kind of have to write it in such a way that people that don't know them can maybe get something out of it, apply it to their unique situation. I think that you do what? that real well. No, wait, I'm not Guess done what? yet. I'm not done yet. Oh. Go ahead. I need you to I need you to send me the Firefly track again. I cannot find it anywhere. I was going to start the show with it, and I cannot find it. I don't know where it is. You lost the Firefly track. Oh. Yeah. Not only did I lose it, I'm going over going over all my files right now. I can't even find it on my computer. I don't know where that it went. It's like it just ran away. That's bad. Anybody maybe it's has in my, it? Maybe. Maybe it's in the email. I'll check my email. Maybe it's in the email from you. I can get it from there again. Should be in there. I bet it's there. Either there or uh, Melissa has it. Melissa has every poem I've ever recorded. Uh, okay. 
I'll find it. I'll look for that. If anyone, if anyone wants to find me in my written word, you can find me at mytod.blogspot.com, <laughs> and that's M-Y-K-E-T-O-D-D. And uh, I got some really long poems there and some sonnets. That's pretty much it. Okay. Perfect. Have me step aside. Jimmy, you better be ready, buddy. <laughs> He's coming up soon. Uh-huh. Thank you, Michael. Bye, hon. All right. So now we've got 903, which is Eric, and then we have Jimmy. Just kind of a heads up. So 903, are you with me? Hello, Nyla. Yeah, I'm with you. How are you doing tonight? Hi, Eric. I'm this doing great. How are you, sweetheart? Awesome. Doing good. Been uh, working half days, and my dad let me not work in the heat. So. How hot has it been down That's there? That's good. Uh, it's been 90s and 100s. But the rain it did rain two days in a row. That kind of cooled it down for a little while. That's it just good. makes it humid for the following <laughs> days. That humid heat. Well, well, most of the time, yeah. It did this time. It made it really humid this morning. And yesterday, too. But that's all right. I made it. That's all that matters, right? Mm-hmm. All right, I got uh, my transformation. It's a new poem. How is your, I'm, I'm interrupting. I'm sorry. How is your dad doing? Oh, uh, he's doing a lot better. Um, they actually, he's been... He's frequently frequently going to the doctor now, but um, he's not there. He's not staying. He's not staying there. So uh, he had. They just got. He just went to a cardiologist. Shit, I think a week ago, and uh, his heart's been cleaning up staff for shit. I think two or three months or some shit somewhere in there. And he's not completely done with staff yet. But it's not as hard anymore, so that's good. But he has to so go and do IVs. And yeah, yeah. So yeah, the danger is gone. That's good. I have to make pretty, sure he's okay. Nice I love, <laughs> absolutely love the fact that he lets you come home early on Thursdays so you can read on the show. That is the coolest thing. It's like, hey, mm-hmm. get off the roof, stop working. Back to the hotel. Go read your poem. You yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love yeah, that he does actually, that. Yeah, not everybody's so so supportive, that's for sure. But yeah, no, actually, he's liking uh, most of my real poetry right now. So like, he likes still a country boy, and uh, several other my my real poems that are actually about me. So, but uh, yeah, real that is really kind of him too. <laughs> so. Well, I meant real poems as in, like, real life, not fabricated nonsense, as I call a lot of my poetry, which was what I've been writing for a long time. But, all right, so I got uh, my transformation, and uh, I got a poem, little tiny haiku after this, too. So, all right. My Transformation by Eric Shulman. Continuously failed, fallen, chosen, wretchedness, over happiness, being mentally damaged, hurt by others, and wrongfully reacting, realizing that I am the culprit and ringleader for most of my problems, finally wanting and choosing self-love instead of self-hatred grasped 
feeling exhausted, drowning, hiding, hurting in temporal delights. Beyond tired I am, always running away from my problems and self, never addressing or assessing, solving them, nor responsible. Today is the day starting my transformation day, changing for me, no longer needing or wanting approval of others, living life, learning, living in moments, enduring madness, gladness, and sadness, thinking and taking good, bad times as adventures, controlling feelings, calming my anger, enragement, psychosis, freeing their grasping, worry not about, oh, sorry about it, worrying not about anything I cannot control, working what I can, being real to myself, and stop pretending comfortably not, doing and being better for me and towards others around me. Changes are harder achieved than said. However, I will attain them. That's in peace. That was awesome. Thank Next you so much. Been, I appreciate you had fun it. writing that one. Of course. And actually, guess what? Guess what each stanza was? What was it? They're all haikus. Were they really, and I missed that? Oh, yeah, you missed it. Nerd. Dang it. <laughs> yeah, no, I did. I did make them all haiku, so it was cool. It was fun. Yeah, a lot of people like that poem, too. So, all right, well, I got this new haiku. Uh, so I've been doing relatable ones. I actually got one of them. actually got up to, like, 32 likes, so which is a big deal to me. <laughs> Most of the time I have, like, <laughs> seven or eight people like my poetry, so that's awesome. But anyways, uh, so this is work, play, laugh, cry, sing, dance, prance, stance, harder, longer, create great plates. That's in peace. <laughs> and I, I thought it. about doing, thank you, uh, I thought about doing fates at the end, but I was like, nah, I'm good on that. So I might use that on another haiku. And what's cool about haikus, I'm sure, as you already know, you know, you're limited 17 syllables, but it's also cool because you can put, you know, you can make it that simple and that plain Jane, you know, an average person or average, you know, you can get your actual meaning out too. So, and that's what I'm striving with my haikus right now. You know, I want people to be entertained and, and you know, to have some form of something. You know, mm-hmm. so grasp something from it, so make it easy, simple. That's cool too, but but yeah, that's that's what I got. And uh, oh, I love that you're still doing your haikus every day. Makes me happy. Thank you, and me too. Yeah, I haven't posted. I know I posted like I don't even know like thirty on your page, so. You told me to hold off and get a whole bunch more. So, yeah, I'm still doing those, and uh, I still need to do the blackout. I'm going to try to work on that here in, in an hour or two. So try to get There's that. There's only two I've people seen... that have posted theirs. You could win a prize. Yeah, I know. I kept saying I was going to. Yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it tonight. I just got to figure out what I'm doing it on because I have books of poetry as well. So I might just do it on an old book. You know, that I'm not going to give anybody. <laughs> so, 
But, uh, yeah, I'll definitely give that a try and post it later. So Perfect. Well, thanks, thanks for having me on your show. I appreciate it. And uh, hopefully have a great weekend and remainder of your week. And you can find me on Facebook. It's Eric Shulman. You can find me on Instagram. It's it's at uh, shulman.e. And that's pretty much where I am. I'm, well, i got a couple more links that I'll memorize, of course. I always forget, <laughs> except for, you know, when I did write it down that one time. But, uh, yeah, I'll definitely hit that up, the Blackout Poetry. And uh, I'll try to be on next week, too. So I'll look forward to next show, and, and uh, I'll let the real poets come on next. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Have a great one, Nyla. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'll, I'll, I'll talk, talk to you next, next week, week, sweetie. You're welcome. Bye. Bye-bye. Absolutely adore that man. Mm-hmm. All right. So I want to let area code 219, Brother O, I want you to know that you somehow got out of the lineup. You're supposed to be on after Jimmy. So if you're one, 219, okay, I got gotcha. you. All right, you didn't lose your place in line. You'll be coming on after Jimmy, who we are bringing on right now. 702, you're on the air. Nyla, Nyla, Jimmy Ray Davis, Word Machinist. You're dropping calls all over the place. What's going on with this? What's happening here? I don't know what's going on, but you did not lose your place because when I was doing the lineup at the beginning of the show, I was reading it off the computer, so I feel bad. So you did not lose your place in line. I got you, babe. Perfect. And you know what a lineup we've got so far, right? Jim Hart, Michael Todd, Eric Shulman. Wow. How am I going to follow these guys? <laughs> well, but you do it's the only way I know how, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. we'll, just, we'll just have to do a little word machine as player. Um, so a couple of new poems. I was going to bring something back from the vaults, and I just it wasn't working out. Um, so these are poems I wrote in the last this past week, as you know, I've been now, uh, I think I'm on my second or third month of at least one poem a day, possibly more on certain days. We're going to keep that going. So, as you like to commonly, and not just you, but people like to commonly label me as the dark poet. And uh, so, in spite of that moniker, I decided to write an uplifting piece to put all the rumors to rest. So, Nyla, I don't know if you got a chance to read this one, but when I posted it, but this is Drive to the Horizon. Well, here we are. Let's go, my friend. Stop looking down, and we'll take the next bend. You're crying raindrops, but the sun will shine again. Here, take my hand. Let's walk the fields. Open your heart to what is real. That's the way put it all back together. So let's drive to the horizon. Together we'll make the call. Your inner strength is rising. Stand tight. And you're never going to fall. Never going to fall. We could take an old road and see what's ahead. Miles of memories of all that's been said. We'll change the tires and drive on forever. You may have been wrong. Time to move on. Pick yourself up. Play a new song. We'll avoid the rocks cluttering your highway. So let's drive to the horizon. Our engine will not stall. Your will to win is rising. Hold tight. 
and you're never going to fall. Never going to fall. Though you've been down with all your pain, it's time to go out and dance in the rain. Moments of weakness will never define you. Hold me so tight, let my warmth mend. Flowers are blooming around the next bend. We'll take every forward step together. Strive to the horizon toward that open sprawl. Your voice is strong and rising. Scream loud, and you're never going to fall. Never going to fall. So you've been down. Darkness is called. Mind-numbing thoughts of ending it all. Breaking that chain. It's time that you were winning. Yell out to space. Slap me in the face. Get out your rage. Expel your disgrace. It's up to you to drive a brand new highway. So let's drive out to the horizon. Nothing but glory calls. You'll keep forever rising. And you're never, ever going to fall. Never going to fall. You know, the way you have that repetitive um, you change it each time, but the way you repeat that, you know, let's drive to the horizon throughout the poem, a lot, you do that in, not a lot of your work, but you do that. That's one of your signature things that you do. And it always makes me think of, oh gosh, what's his name? Um, Chris Ledoux, the way he would, uh, he's an old country singer, I don't know if you know who he is, but he... Uh, I, I, I would we, he would he would talk out like story songs mm-hmm. and there's so many things that you've written that I can see that you know that style of performance being done to them does that make sense yeah no absolutely um I think in a lot of ways songs and poems are interchangeable I don't think they're always interchangeable but I think um, a couple of slight uh, adjustments, and you make a poem become a song. Whether you ever sing it or whether it ever gets written as music to it, uh, that can definitely, it, it's, it's exciting that um, it can take on life in a different form of media and um, a completely different medium where, uh, you know, poetry and music, words and music clash together. Mm-hmm. And I do like to do that. Uh, you know, it is, I guess, in a way you'd call it a chorus. Um, but it doesn't always work, and the poem has to be written right. In this particular piece, I, I think it was it was kind of that mantra. You know, it was a positive, uplifting piece. It was basically it was after I wrote Human Ghost, which was more of a little bit of a downer, and it was kind of written um, uh, with Lori and, uh, and Nicole in mind, just, and, 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 and everybody else who's been through real, really bad you know, hardships and had really um, had some misfortune that um, sometimes um, will affect you, will affect them to the point where, you know, everybody around you wants to fix it, but you don't want or need to be fixed. Sometimes you need to hold on to part of the grief that you have to keep um, what you, the memories you have of, of whatever you've lost alive. And, and that's kind of what that poem was written about. And then I wanted to write this one, which is kind of an uplifting take, like, hey, I'm not here to fix you, but let's go take a drive. Let's, let's drive a brand new highway and get, at least get feeling better. So that's kind of where that came from. Now, next poem, Nyla, Where Are You? <clears throat> this is interesting because we talked about this a little bit. Um, then, then you have to do this next week for me. Okay. I will. Okay. Absolutely. 
sorry, put it on the books. That, that'll be one I do next week. <laughs> uh, what you were hoping I was going to do it this week. Well, it was tough because I, I wrote some fluff this week. I had the Fallout poems, which are cool, but they were based on the video game, and they were they were kind of neat, little sci-fi action in there. But um, then I got back into the serious stuff. Uh, so Where Are You was written – I do this occasionally. This was written from the very first line specifically to be – Read and I actually shouldn't say read, but vocalized. Uh, so, what that means, as you well know, is it's not going to read the same as you read it on paper. And the way it reads on paper, I thought was good enough to post and to have out there as a poem. But to get the real full effect of it, I had an idea of how to vocalize it, and that's what I'm bringing tonight. That's when I knew as soon as I wrote it, it was going to be vocalized, and that I was going to read. So that's kind of a rare thing as well. We'll see how. <laughs> I know Chris will do, but we'll see if I can pull it off. <laughs> this, is, this is called Where Are You? They're lined up around the block to fly on your Ferris wheel. I can't say I blame them much, for I know what they feel. Broken angels watch on. With their crumpled wings They say there's a place in hell Where a church bell rings But I walked away From the jail of your charm For it's only when you bite the apple That you find the worm Do they lie? Do they see? Shaking heads in unison Yet I know the way Yes, I know where the path begins, so just close your eyes. Don't take it the wrong way. Sometimes mortal goodbyes are just whispers from the grave. Bladeless axe handles still hurting the wrong hands. Did you really think this was all you could stand? Will you scream? Will you bleed? Will you find what you need in this cruel world where life is for dreamers? I paved your broken road, but I can't bear the load. Lies the love of the same in your heart's fragile abode. And where are you? Where are you right now? Where are you, hiding in your red house? Do you know, do you think, for yourself another drink? Then come out to play. I'll find the way. What will you do? Just give me a clue. Honey, where are you? I absolutely love this one. Makes me think about that girl that absolutely everybody falls in love with, but for her own reasons inside her head, she just plays with them and breaks her heart. And it's like you look at her and you know you're in for a train wreck, but you can't help it. 
you know, you think back and you know you can't go back, but you'll never forget her. You'll never stop wanting her. That's that's who this makes me think of is that girl. Yeah, it's it's actually a really good assessment. You know, um, I'm always exploring and uh, characters that we create and sometimes maybe what's behind the actions of those characters, even if they're not uh, named within the poem. So, um, I, I try to do a lot of nuances like that, sometimes subtle and sometimes not. And I'm glad that you picked, you picked up, up what you did from that because that was a pretty fair assessment. Uh, and then, uh, and I actually was asked this once, but, you know, because like, you write, and a lot of times there are poets who write literally every word is from their own uh, experience or, or what they've gone through. And sometimes it's hard to blur, you know, those lines blur a little bit. Um, but I've been asking, so is there, is, is there part, you know, do you have part of you in these poems? I, I, there's always a part of me. Uh, it could be the most mm-hmm. downtrodden poem. It doesn't mean the whole thing's about me, but there's always going to be part of myself or experiences or, uh, you know, things I've been through that I inject in there. So, um, yeah, that was, uh, that, I don't know. We'll try to get that one maybe recorded. I don't know. Um, I have to play it back because I don't know. How I sounded doing it, but felt good. That's what matters, right? It is. I absolutely loved it, and I'm writing that down. Loved it. All right. All right. There you go. Capital L. Awesome. Uh, <clears throat> all right, Nyla. Well, we're going to come back with Stasis in Monochrome next week and another piece. Uh, Jimmy Ray Davis. On Facebook, Word Machinist. Uh, also, ReverbNation.com forward, forward slash Word Machinist for my recorded works. And Nyla, as always, it's a pleasure. I appreciate the time. And let's uh, roll this show on. <laughs> Thank you, Jimmy. Fantastic job. And hello to your beautiful bride who is sitting there in chat. It's good to see you, Missy. Love you, my This time you need oh, to come on and read, by the way. Just hint, hint, hint. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right, now thank you. Have a good night. You too, honey. Thank you. All right. So our next caller, we're going to jump down here and grab Brother O, whose line dropped. Make sure he didn't lose his place in line. Brother O, are you with me, honey? Yes, I'm here with you. Hello. Happy Thursday. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. You're welcome. It's good to see you or hear you, have you here. What did you bring us? Uh, this this poem is called. It's titled. This poem is called "Mental Health Is Just as Important as Physical Health." My dear brothers and sisters, we're in the midst of a serious mental health crisis. It needs to be addressed with real solutions that go deeper to the roots of the causes of mental illnesses instead of treating them with medication. We have come to the point where our mental health is just as important as our physical health, both are connected to our overall well-being. We seem to experience a wave of mass shootings with marble Innocent people who were killed and injured experienced a dramatic increase in suicide rates, particularly 
among young people, people of color, because of the culture of homelessness, depression, despair, and overwhelming stress brought on by the pandemic. We've experienced an increase in drug overdose deaths because of the inability of opioids, fentanyl, crack, heroin, and meth. And we've also experienced a wave of par- paranoia, fear, anger, and hate that is constantly being broadcast on the news on a daily basis. My dear brothers and sisters, we are not designed to be superman or superwoman. A lot of you have the tendency to repress your true feelings until you reach your breaking point and get so upset to the point of snapping or going postal. Some of you are pretending to be okay on the on the surface and have a smile on your face. I would be behind closed doors and actually wearing you're dealing with some heavy stuff right now, and you're literally about to lose your mind and go crazy. I wrote this masterpiece to let you know that it's okay not to be okay sometimes. I'm here to tell you that you are loved, valued, and appreciated more than you know. I'm here to tell you that I'm a phone call, video chat, inbox, and text message away. I'm here to be a listening ear while you've been about what's really bothering you. And if you ever, and I'm here if you ever need a hug, prayer, or word of encouragement, so that so that you don't suffer in isolation. Many of the causes of mental health issues include experiencing deaths of close friends and others, especially children and parents, dealing with past childhood traumas, resolved of physical, psychological, and sexual abuse, dealing with exposed being exposed to violence on a daily basis dealing with being racially profiled and or police brutality, dealing with feelings of isolation as a result of the pandemic, dealing with the pressures of daily life and trying to handle stress, dealing with sickness and illness, trying to escape our problems, trying to alcohol, drugs, and having sex with multiple partners as coping mechanisms, and dealing with anger, fear, frustration, depression, commonly known mental health disorders, narcissistic personality disorder, borderline personality disorder, bipolar disorder, depression, anxiety disorders, schizophrenia, post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD. In addition to prayer and meditation, what we need desperately are more resources for personal counselors and therapists in our schools. We need more resources against anger management conflict resolution. We need more resources to build mental health facilities instead of building more jails and prisons. We need more support groups out there. We need more resources to diagnose mental health illnesses earlier so they can be properly treated with alternatives to prescribing antidepressants. And more resources for research on the root causes of mental health illness. If we had the capability to diagnose physical illness and offer treatment to them, we have the same capabilities to diagnose and treat mental health disorders as long as we put forth the effort. More or less than this form, a sound mind and a sound body always work in tandem together to benefit our overall well-being in form. Well said, my dear, well said. Yeah, you're welcome. I appreciate it. 
Great job on that, sweetheart. You're very welcome. Are you going to read two tonight or just the one? No, just just the one. Just the one because the nurses had to come in and uh, nurses had to come in and uh, do do my nightly vitals. You know, you know how that is. Being in the hospital yeah. for nine months. Yeah. So they just let me go ahead and do this form before they come come back in here. Oh, that was awesome. Give them hugs. Well, don't give them hugs for me because that, you know, that might be kind of awkward. But tell them I said we appreciate them giving you time to read and be here with us. Yeah, Unless they're cute, yeah. then you can hug them. Or yeah, if they're sweet, yeah. you can hug yeah, them people, then, too. It, it, yeah, yeah, people can reach me on Facebook on Omar Brother Gavin. I'm still in the hospital nine months today, but it won't be too much longer. While this operation, and uh, just continue to pray for me, and also I'll recently won another award, the Thrive Award for being in the hospital, which is kind of, which is very cool. I'm still writing, I'm still doing the Facebook Live videos, working on my projects, so everything's coming together now. Perfect. And thank very you, excited. Thank you for your support. Every week You're welcome. I've been, been here. Your family. Your family, Brother O, you know? Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> All right, sweetheart. Give them your Facebook page one more time. Oh, my brother O. Gatling. Perfect. All right, sweetie, and we'll talk to you next week? Yes. yes. All right. You tell those nurses I said thank you and appreciate them giving you time. Okay, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome, hon. Bye-bye. Take care. All right, guys. So we have had some kind of weird freaking issue, and I just lost almost all of my lines on the board. So it looks like I've only got five lines coming into the studio now, whereas we normally have 200. So if you are trying to call in and you're getting a fast, busy signal, don't panic. Just keep pushing the buttons. I'm sure they're working on fixing whatever's going on right now. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll just figure out how to get through this. So um, if you are planning on calling in, the number is 646-595-3965. If you get the fast, busy signal, once again, just keep trying. All right. We do have area code 216 and 832 and 860 we still have you guys to bring on so 216 mama are you with me yes i am yes. mama yes. i don't have a picture yes, of you wearing your pretty new dress yet huh no because, i do not um, is that, hello can you hear me i can hear you okay yeah i was working on the blackout pointers really really had a hat on the day I couldn't find any of these old people around here to take a picture of me in it, so I'll just wear it again. To, I'll wear it again tomorrow when I go to the to the marketplace. I'll wear it to the marketplace. I'm gonna I picture you my... walking around. Hey, you, you old person, take my picture, please. <laughs> right. They weren't uh, they weren't the right old people. Uh, then I had a lot of groceries to bring up, so I'm gonna I gotta go to to the market tomorrow, and I'll, I'll wear it tomorrow where there'll be a lot of people that don't mind taking my picture. But I did send you a, a new blackout poem that's on your page now. I just got finished with it because um, 
the other one that I was going to send you, I didn't finish it yet. So I started a new one before I finished that one because I found a book in one of those um, book bins where they put books in. People put their books in for people to get for free. So I mm-hmm. got Andy of Green Gables. So if you look on your page, you can follow me. I'm going to re- read what I wrote. Oh, that's it's, awesome. Um, okay. Okay. It's, just, um, it's on your speakeasy page and on your regular page. Let me see. Um, blackout poem from page two of End of Green Gables. <laughs> it's short, so I'll, I'll still read my other poem. I'll read this. The sun was coming in the window, warm and bright, placidly. Rambling orchids embowered the land. Trees aren't much company. Rather, look at people. <laughs> so did you have fun doing that, writing that? Yeah, it was pretty fun. I got a little confused on my blacking out and what I was leaving and what I wasn't. So I kind of just made it shorter than normal. But you can see the blackout part. I put it on your page, and you can see what, what I took from it. So, yeah, so Annie of Green Gables is all scratched up and blacked out. <laughs> We won't tell. Well, yeah. It was just somebody's birthday in 99. And uh, <laughs> so she, she put it in the bin, so she probably read it 20,000 times by now. And so now she has... Track. Yeah. Well, it was good for a poem because the first the few lines were just like already almost a poem. I didn't have to black out that much. Well, I blacked out a lot, but, I mean, I could use... So just using a couple of words, I could use lines. Okay, so now I get to do a real poem, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, a real poem by Mama Ola Day Diddy. Ola Day Uh Oh, wow. No, I don't think I want to do that one. The audience might go <laughs> home if I do that one. Let me see. Honey, I'm we are do home. Yeah, they might want to run out of the room, out of the, um, do the universe always says yes. The universe always says yes. I had to be because I am. He said no. The no was ignored. He carried on as it was meant to be. She lay still. Thus was me. Did not come from the earth, nor will I be committed back to it. I had to be, because I am. I said no. No was not understood. He said yes, and a new son was born. I said yes, but he said I cannot. She came through the storm of my womb. He is because I am. She is because I am. They are because he could determine to be. She is because I was. In the beginning, the universe said yes, yes to child 15. A tired womb, a womb weary from childbirth. She had an outhouse. She had a shack. She had a well. She did not say yes, 
She did not say no. She knew the answer was always yes. Submission trumps love. It would always be that way for them. He loved them. She loved them. She survived them. She endured them. They had to be because the universe always says yes. The stars always shine. The sun never says no. The moon always says yes. So I had to be so they could also be. I said no, but the answer is always yes. No protest heard is ever heard. This thing called procreation, the act so forcefully committed, so passionately rendered, mostly without consent, sometimes without love, what must be will be. The answer is always yes, yet the cycle continues. I see all these little grand little me's, and I understand, I now understand why the no is always silent. The erection of correction stands firm, and what will be must somehow be. The moon cycle said yes to the womb of the water that was provided by the seed. I was conceived. If not for him, I could never be. So I will never go back to the earth nor be committed to the ground. I never touched the ground until they put me down to crawl and I stood instead and walked at seven months. Days later, I heard a beat drop and I danced the rest of the way. They call me Vicky Aqua, Mama Oladeji. That's that piece. <laughs> they do call you that. <laughs> You're like you're like a, a a living legend, you know that? No. But you see how I came in this world with this uh through this poem just all willy nilly and the universe always says yes, but even when we say it no, so Mhm. Yeah. But I'm glad I got my daughter Nyla. I'm glad I have my mama. And I cannot wait to see a picture. Yeah, so how do you feel about that poem? So do you want to, or do you have an, are you going to go read on the other show, or are you going to stick around here for for a while? What other show? I don't know. Sometimes you go to read on another I, show. I, I did I did one poem. I asked you how you felt about that one. I'm, I'm like, waiting on some feedback on that one. <laughs> I'm not going to read on no other show right now. i got to get ready for okay. tomorrow. Well, the reason I asked is because I'm trying to talk to tech support while I'm while I'm, I'm multitasking, oh, okay, and I don't always do that oh, so okay. gracefully. But the reason oh, I ask you that, Mama, is if you want to hold on the line, if I because I don't have lines open for people to call in right now. So if you want to oh, hold on the line, one. if I can, I can bring you back on to read another one. You, you want me just to read one now while you're doing that? No, I've got I've got two more callers I need to get on, but you guys oh, okay. right now are the only calls coming in. So if you hang on, okay, I can I'll, bring you back I'll, on. I'll stick around. Awesome. All right. Mm. All right, find something else, Mama, and I will be right back, okay? Mm-hmm. All right, love you. All right, let's go ahead and grab 832. 832, Mr. Blue. Hey, what's up, Ms. Nana? 
that's Soldier Blue. And, uh, Indeed it is. How yeah. are you, my dear? Yeah, you know, some days are better than others. This, uh, this one hasn't been too bad. <clears throat> yeah. Work, uh, work uh, today, or yesterday night, they, with all the lightning and everything going on, they had a fire out there. So <laughs> the big, the big uh, uh, phrase for the day today was when, they, when the dingalings called up and say, said, can you actually confirm there's a fire? <laughs> it's like, you're stupid. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Did you get dropped on your head as a baby? <laughs> I was like, you know, come on, man. I don't know. That's so, can you confirm? It's like I got asked out on a date. <laughs> actually, a guy... I used to ride the bus with him when I was a little kid, and I, well, I worked at the mall my first job, and we'd, like, ride the uh-huh. bus back and forth to get to work and, and became friends and, and hung out together all the time. And, you know, he asked me if I wanted to go out to dinner, and I said, well, why don't you come over to my place for dinner instead? You know, mm-hmm. and I'm just a little kid, but, man, I was going to seduce this guy. I went to the store, and I bought satin sheets, and I saw the oh, statue yeah. of this nude man and lady sculpture and I thought, all right, so I'm going to buy that. I bought that and stuck it on, stuck it on the table. It's like naked people. That'll make him in the mood, right? So I had, I just set this whole thing up, right? Mm-hmm. And then he sits down and he tells me, he goes, you know, I should probably talk to you. He goes, and I should have told you earlier, but you remind me of the little girl I fell in love with when I was in kindergarten, but I'm gay. Oh, well. You know. I'm just sitting there staring at him, and, you know, me, young, dumb, all I, all I could think of was saying, well, how gay are you? <laughs> <laughs> just a little to the left or all the way to the left? <laughs> dude, 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 come on. Do you know how much money I spent on the, that stupid statue? <laughs> it's like, it's like are, you, are you just a little shade of violet or are you chartreuse? <laughs> Oh, I was so mad. I was so—I mean, I wasn't mad, but I just felt really dumb. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I got you. I got you. Yeah. So, what do you have for us tonight, my love? Actually, this is—I um, forgot I'd uh, finish this piece out, and um, that's a—that's a good one. It's kind of a—I'm uh, going to say it's like a face of irony. Is basically what it comes down to, and uh, I'm there for if, if there's such a need for a title, it's basically at this point going to be uh, fools in death. Here we lie, as if fools in death. So the sign said. No one believed it. We could see them breathe. Ribs, blood, and skin. Oh, Ganka. The winds arose. The songs were searing. We fled before the storm. The rain fled before the ice of hailstones. Basin. Tijuana. Lightning striking against our bones. Wahibu. Roots. Veins long since vacated their rightful place, so people closed their eyes and thought they could hide from the God. 
da The times proved the warnings went unheard. The insolent, the ignorant, listening only to themselves. And now they try to lie in epitaph. Admissions thrown in much too late to afford any zone of comfort, succor, or relief. So we fled our dreams instead, clean skies realized, the mountain lion stirs shadow line of fur beneath our feet. If we stay very quiet, burn no thoughts, and keep very still, maybe it won't find us. Gray, small matter, popcorn dust, bunnies and virus. Best motes of rumor and sickness. Rumor will find you quicker than the dreaded sickness. Stones spread thin for healing. We shall see, we shall sing and decide afterwards what we believe as the ground comes towards us. So we read words for legend in a chorus of deadly chimes. Here we lie, as if fools in death. So the signs said, Wow. That was awesome. Thank you. Made made like the hair on my arms stand up. <laughs> well, it's that's you know, so it's like I say, it's, it's you know, people are you know, it's all in this place of uh, in in some ways self delusion, and they think if they just kind of. Look a little bit to the left or to the right, and then avoid the log that's like coming straight at their forehead. That somehow that's going to miss them, and and in some ways also kind of like uh, you know, kind of like you know what people are. I should say some of the quote unquote uh, cures being thrown up in the air right now. They to me that's more seems some of them anyway seem to be more like the emperor's new clothes. So I just I'm just uh I guess I what I was with you know, where I was going with that was more like a just that fine line, you know, somewhere in between. You know, you gotta basically you gotta cipher your own way through it. You do. So I just thought, you know, like I say, that's just, I, I'm not going to say that's the, the way, you know, that everybody should do it, but that's the way that it makes most sense to me. 
So anyhow. Uh this one this next piece is uh and I'm gonna go with seven cranes. that's what the title's gonna be. Houses of the Whippoorwill. Seven cranes trimmed in crimson. Flecks of blood and disease. How much can the houses cased in sacredness withstand? Thermal flow, shadow imaging. Shapes of the future green. Shakes of a rattle not yet consumed by misdirection. Point guard, cranes, curlews, crimson crimson shades of feet in the marshlands, people of the northlands, woodlands, descendants of the plains. We learned how to harvest rock salt long before being discovered. Red star, pole star, crimsoned, reddened by the firelight at the long ends of the house, occupancy of songs and sacredness and dreams. Drago, seven houses of the whippoorwill. The cranes move in sometimes hydraulic, other times pinion feather flight, seeking thermals and unradiated sunlight. Dead struck tree limbs, wayward embers to freshen an already velvet fire, ashes, flame. Spark of innocence, boy. Rainbow smoke intake, a pause before plunder of roots, stem, waters, eggish roots. Yeah, water smoke. Words traveling downstream, the exhale breath, a current stain, direction, motion, anticipated answers held just above the untilled surface. Human beings left scattered, bones shattered in the wastelands, abalone shells slated for memorial pieces fitted for... Ceremony, sunshine, hits the new unbent grass. The peoples prepare red earth. Oh, they prepare to dance. The south wind words sign continuously. Songs to which the people can dance. That is what is said. Those were the thoughts left for us as those who came after. We who are the ageless children of our red earth. Promises. 
tucked within the songs, the bone wings hollow, though they be cranes, crimson, mayhap it is we who are crimsoned by the unguessed heat as seven houses of the whippoorwill. We shake dust and healing over our loved ones. Seven houses, seven houses to reach the sky. We bleed the colors of our heritage. The whippoorwills cry. The cranes draped in crimson swap and sweep the clouds. With unblemished grace, we sing our prayers. The ashes swathe our feet, and we wake to pray with all our relations. We remember the structures of words and wood and builded place. Each of our houses stacked and stepped with roof tiles, placed with everything that reminds us of who we are. A feast of cedars, balsam from the north. The lightning bees that dance the days of whom we have been. Firelight cupped within an oyster shell. We watch as day breaks, gossiping. We wake to the sounds of the whippoorwills. The songs enfolded by the cranes seeking food. In the marshlands, we are with them, and we shall keep their houses clean. I absolutely loved that one. Thank you. It's you are so kind of welcome. like I see. I see some of these uh, phrases in you know, my people's language, and I know there's a story, but I don't, I haven't uh, been able to sit down with anybody and, and listen to it. So I just kind of follow the images that I see within them, and I uh, make another story. You know what I have? Yeah. I have this weird thing on my computer right now. <laughs> what is that? Should I read it to you? Sure. Every fiber of your strength has been woven there carefully and purposefully by the ghost hands of the ancestors. It has been painted on the walls of your ribcage like internal armor with the red stained fingertips that cannot speak yet chant your name like rolling thunder over and over with every touch. Your soul bears the strength of each warrior, lover, sister, brother that has come before you their path beaten there for all of time from the footfall of their dance, your heartbeat 
the, fi the fire pounding fierce their drum. You are the tapestry of the ancient ones. You are the voice for every name graffiti painted on your bones. You have an army that walks within you, and you are never alone. I love you, my brother. I love you, Miss Nala. You'll always be my sister. That was for you. I appreciate that. I know how strong you are. Uh, way to shake you up on the radio, eh? <laughs> See, sometimes uh, I'm serious. I'm not always poking fun at you about the oatmeal. No, I know. I know that. I know that. That uh, little cut in the floorboards where the golden light shines through every so often. And there it is. There you did good. amazing on both of those pieces. Did you want to? Did you want to yeah. elaborate at all on the second one you read? Because I kind of cut you off. Oh uh, well, I mean it's just. Uh, I mean, like I say, I. Uh, I mean, I know that you know with a lot of the native people. I mean, I can I can go into more of a general stance on that. Um, the the our closest relations in terms of a lot of the stories uh, that are told, you know, we're are more closely bound to the wingeds than we are to any of the, the others, and it's just a it's just to me it's just an interesting thing that you know when you think about uh, a lot of the ceremonies and you think about you know how it is. Uh, talked about that our breath comes from the creator and you think about we use when we use that breath to speak and we're blowing a whistle for instance uh, made from a from a bone of a, of one of our winged relations that's just that's not just a sound that's a voice those are words mm -hmm. coming from that bone because the bone is pushing our breath through a particular manner. And it is going up to the Creator through all that has been made. And to look at any of our renewed relations as being lesser than any of the rest. I can't do that. I look at the little titmice. I look at the, the little other ones. I don't know all of their names, uh, you know. But they, you know, they, they. I look at them and they're bouncing around and and they, you know, I can see them looking at me and it's. I mean, I just I look at them and it's like, you know, oh well, there's one of my little cousins, you know, and it, you know, because it's not just the, you know, those that are 
consider majestic like the eagle and the hawk and, uh, you know, the predatory birds. You know, all Mm -hmm. of them, whether they be big or small, they all are a blessing. And when they come near you, you know, it's because they, they basically want to leave you with a gift. And it doesn't have to be anything, you know, epiphanal or spectacular. But yet it's still it's a gift from one of your little cousins. You know, I know exactly what you're saying. So I don't take lightly when I see any of them come around me because to me that, that, that is a presence of innocence. That is the presence of, of what is more pure than I could ever be. And I take that very seriously in terms of, you know, being thankful for that, that they have blessed me with their presence for however long or short they decide to stay. It reminds me of, makes me think about when the wolf came into my camp when I was up in the panhandle of Idaho, camping mm. up in the mountains. sat there and looked at me. It was pretty cool. Oh, yeah. I can imagine. Stupid me. I pick up my cell phone and take a picture of it and the flash goes off. It's like, if he didn't know I was there, he knew. I, he knows now. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. But I got the picture. So, you know. Well, there you go. Hey. And he just plotted off in his own little world. Mm-hmm. Soldier Blue, I love you. That was amazing, amazing piece. And uh, I would like very much if you would the, take that second one. If you would, can you email me the second one that you read so sure. I can read it again? Okay. Sure, no problem. Yeah. That would be awesome sauce. Yeah. Perfect. All right, so somehow we lost Mama. Well, I was going to bring her back on. Do you want to hang on and maybe read another one if I can't get more lines coming in? Sure. Okay. I'm going to put you on hold, Soldier Blue, and then I'll bring you back on. You guys, if you're trying to call in right now, the number is 646-595-3965. If you're getting a a fast, busy signal, it's because our lines are down. They are working on them. So just keep trying, and it will let you in eventually. Um, I've got Soldier Blue, and I've got area code eight zero or eight six zero on. So hang tight, and uh, we'll bring you back in just a minute, Soldier Blue. Okay. okay. All right, eight six zero. Hi, Nyla. Are you? Hey, sweetheart, how are you? Hi. Good. Jessica Brooke uh, on Facebook is Jessica Brooke Miller and also Jessica Brooke. Because Jessica Brooke's attending. So, as you know. How are you doing, sweetheart? I'm getting out of a depression. I actually think that um, it may be going away, which is a good thing. I was there. 
But yeah, uh, I forgot to call in last week, um, probably because of the memory loss I have caused by the, you know, electroconvulsive therapy I went through. So mm-hmm. forgive me if I may miss in the future just because I forget. <laughs> it's a, it's but, okay, sweetheart. You're allowed to have a life. We'll be here. <laughs> yeah. We'll be here when you get here. Okay. Um, I want to read a poem from I. As I mentioned, the you know ECT, uh, I had after I can't, I got malignant catatonia three times, and ECT brought me out of it all three times. And it's a very traumatic experience because it's fatal, but I lived through it and uh, and I had no muse after the last time in 2020, and I was absolutely lost without it. Um, I I really kind of wanted to die almost, but not really die, but. I just didn't know how I lived my life without it. I think I said this last week. But this is from my new book um, titled Stigma on Fire. Um, mm-hmm. It's not out yet, but it's being more fun. Okay, enough. <laughs> Hope shines on me. Have to stop looking back. As I surge ahead, the past holds no merit, except secrets for myself. For memories I forget, so much regret. So much trauma. A sigh escapes these lips that used to really scream. The peace I feel now was only felt in dreams. I hoped and prayed someday I would be happy. Find a love to rescue me. My heart floated away up high to avoid being hurt. Yet now it is set in its place. It beats stronger even when it felt I felt weak. When at my lowest points, believe me, there were many. I hold on to dreams of the future when my smile would radiate, be seen in my eyes. For it is true what I was always told for it is true what I was, was always told. Things will get better, they said. I scoffed and carried on, yet held on to a shred of hope tightly in my hands, growing larger over the years. Hope became my strongest ally, even when I felt alone. I prayed one day I would find everything pictured in my mind. Safe shoulder, love, pet, happiness. Now I have all that and more. Only because I never let get away that magical gift of hope. The source of meaning in my life, the reason I am alive, is not based on lucky stars that I have. It is not based on luck, yet hard work on myself. Work that took a whole lifetime, it did not show up late. For I can look back on what I wrote many years ago. Piles and pages of paper kept as a reminder of where I have been up to where I am now. To some it may be a shock, a difficult subject to grasp, that instead of giving up, look deep inside and find some light. Seize a hope, never let go and fight, for there is always a way out of this darkest night, a place I never thought it would be where hope would shine on me. And poem. <laughs> Good girl. <laughs> I never know if they're going to be like dramatic pauses or not. So it's like, yeah. <laughs> you know, that was a fantastic poem, but I have to tell you this. Your voice, your whole demeanor seems so much different this week hearing you read. I can tell. I can definitely tell that you sound better and that you're feeling better. Oh, you Good, thank you. That's nice to hear. I like hearing stuff like that. Staying getting better. Good, thanks. I, I also <laughs> have a hard time reading with expressions, so I 
kind of like to practice it in my head while I listen to other people. So, I don't know. Do you want to know something that really, really helped me when I first started reading? Is I had this pillow, right? And I took this pillow and I set it in a chair. And I would read out loud to that pillow over the poem over and over and over again, like I was talking to it. So okay. I had an invisible friend inside my pillow. But what that did was helped me pace the poem naturally, and with the right emotional reflect, uh, if, because I was saying it like in a conversational tone. I was I was saying it like I was speaking it instead of reading it, and that's something that really helped me. So you might want to try that because. It can really, if that's something that you're trying to do, it's a really fun way, an easy way to be able to bring bring the the actor out in your words. Okay, well, thanks. That's a good idea. Yeah, because I, I I read them, but like it. I don't know why I can't feel them at the same time. It's weird. I don't know. Well, you can't do that inside your head. It's impossible. So sitting there reading them over and over and over again in your head doesn't work. Okay. You have to speak them out loud. You have to hear the words. You have to feel them. Your tongue has to create them for them to be alive. Okay, and Thanks so that. you know that's why that's why talking to the pillow really talking to my pillow. I named it George, by the way, um, was really really helpful <laughs> when I first started out. <laughs> oh great! <laughs> so, okay. are you gonna, you're gonna read another um, one, right? I, yeah, um, it's off. It's out of my um, third book titled "Out of the Chasm," um, and it's called "Lonely Road." There is no mind that could contain all that is present in my secret shame. Unless to unravel, spark new ideas, stop swelling, be in the now, not falling back upon yesteryear. Survival is my namesake, but I unravel is all. Please stand your wing, my angel at my side. For I am far from perfect, you knew this all along. I practiced in different circles to find out who I was, just now finding myself. Like an old forgotten song, I memorize the lyrics but forget what they mean, dancing only to the beat. More movement leads to a smile, a smile metamorphosis into a laugh. I need a carbon copy of myself to go perform certain tasks. I find myself alone on my own lonely road, especially since I do not know what I'm writing or what it means. And poem. Or what it means. You know, the, we 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 sit there and we find answers, and all it does is give us more questions, right? Yeah, I, sometimes they write and just comes to me, and it flows out. And at the end, I'm like, where did that come from? And sometimes I look at it and even know what I meant by that, what it really means. I don't know. <laughs> all right. Yeah, I'm on Facebook. Um, as Jessica Brooke Miller, there's as I said last week, there's two pages. The one that that I'm on now that's, that I can get to has a a turtle as a um, my turtle as the cover photo, and that's also a, <laughs> a, a page. Jessica Brooke also, um, yeah, and my books can be found on Amazon. Only two out of the three, and, and um, yeah, so that's enough plugging myself and all that. Um, 
I look forward to seeing coming next week and hopefully reading even better. <laughs> or <laughs> no, better, you did, you better, did amazing. You know, and I, I should have added that in there because anytime I, anytime I give people tips and stuff, I don't want them to think it's because I think they need them, but because there was something that you know, work for me. So if somebody says they're trying to, you know, they want to do something, then, you know, it's the Labrador in me. I try to, I try to jump in and, you know, don't hit Mickey Mighty Mouse. Here I come to say that here's my ideas because everybody <laughs> needs my ideas, right? <laughs> but mainly because I, when I first, when I first started doing, when the first time I read my poetry out loud, First of all, I have a horrible fear of speaking in public, and I've worked in radio since I was 18 years old. And every time the mic goes live, even though I'm in a room all by myself, I would still have that feeling because I know you guys are out there, right? Right. And so the first time I was asked to do uh, to read my poetry in front of an audience, I just absolutely, it's like there's, there's no way I'm not going to do it. There's, I couldn't. I mean, it just insta panic. And the guy told me, he goes, that's okay. Do you mind if I read a couple of your poems you know, at the show next week? And as soon as he said that, instantly the hair on the back of my neck stood up, and I turned into the snarliest, meanest, junkyard bitch dog you've ever seen in your life. And I go, oh, hell no, you're not reading my poem. I, no, no, I'll read my poem. You know, it's that. It's wow. like no, because you won't do it right. That's my poem. <laughs> and it's like, damn. That's right. Oh, so I guess I'm going to be reading it last. Like, so <laughs> someone's reading poems like on that I know. Someone I know is reading other people's poems on YouTube, and he didn't ask my permission to read my poem. I mean, I was like honored that he chose me to read it, but still, I was. As long as he attributes your name to it, I think that's like an incredible compliment. Yeah, I thought so too. I mean, like, but I didn't know yeah. how to look at it. But, yeah, I thought it was <laughs> great. I was like, thank you. You know, that's pretty cool. I mean, I didn't really care. I didn't ask him. I didn't know if, like, that's what he should have done. But he, he, he said, usually you know, is nice the if title. they do. But what a neat surprise. Okay, yeah. Too. You know, fine. You know, but it is nice for him too. So the night before my first time I read, I have to finish my story or I'll forget because <laughs> this is obviously important, right? I'm killing time because the lines are messed up. So the night before I was supposed to read, I met a friend of mine in the coffee shop and he asked me what I was going to read. And so I read my two poems to him and he just kind of sat there and looked at me and it was like, oh, I could heard a pin drop inside my head, right? And he asked me, he said, <laughs> Let me ask you something. Did you just read that with the same emotion as when you wrote it? And I knew that I hadn't. And so that's when I went home and, and invented my pillow, you know, so that, and you should have heard me, the, you know, the first time I ever read, I've got a video of it. My, you can literally hear my voice shaking. I get so scared, you know. So it was, it, my point being that, it is such a hard thing to be able to get up and read for me. It is such a horrible feeling you know, to this day <laughs> for me to be able to do that. And so there's little things that I've done to make that easier or to help me relax or to, you know, make, be able to bring that emotion out in it because that was, that was terrifying for me. 
you know, so that that's where those things come from is because I suck at them. You guys don't suck at them. I suck at them, but I still share my stuff anyway because it's my show and I do what I want. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. So, right. Yeah. I think I think that you read very very well. I think that you write incredibly, and um, thank you. You know, any time in life, anyone ever gives you uh, opinions or critiques or ideas or advice, you know, or reads your poem on YouTube without asking, <laughs> you know, which is which is you know. He should have asked, but that's still pretty cool to stumble on something like I that. I think he should have told me, or else I would have found it faster. Because I just ran Really, you could have posted it on oh, your wow. page, right? No, he posted it on his or something on some sort of thing. He didn't post it on my, no, he didn't post it on his or on my YouTube, nothing. And I just randomly found it. I don't know how, okay. but yeah. Yeah. We should all Google ourselves every six months or so, by the way, just FYI. <laughs> Good point. All right, sweetheart, Jessica, my darling, tell everyone how they can come find you. Okay. Um, on Facebook, um, go, I have two, one page, Jessica Brooke, Jessica Brooke Miller and Jessica Brooke. Um, the one I'm most on right now is Jessica Brooke Miller the, with the background of the cover photo of the turtle and pictures of me in my car. And oh, let me and um, the books on Amazon. I I just want to give it. I don't know if he, he saw. I'm not sure if he's still if he's listening. But uh, oh, brother Omar, Omar brother. I was like Florida. I was I was. He was speaking out for everybody with the mental illness and everything about it was just awesome. And I'm gonna find him and um and talk to him about that because that was just great for someone to speak out that do the same type of thing that I'm trying to do with my reading. That's great. Well, shoot me a message on Facebook, and I will send you his link. Okay. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. All right, sweetheart, I cannot wait for you to come back next week and share some more. It's really good hearing from you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for taking the time. Thank you. I can't wait to come back. All right, baby. Have a good night. You too. All right. Let's go ahead and grab... Robbie, baby. Robbie. Uh, Hello. Robbie. Hi. Hello. How are Robbie. you? Hello, Robbie. It is so good to hear from you, Robbie. <laughs> good to hear from you, too. <laughs> <laughs> so, how are you doing? What did you bring us? All that good stuff. Uh, well, uh, sometimes I bring in something based on the previous conversation in the show. And you're having a conversation with Soldier Blue about nature and and when you know when nature visits you and all that. Uh, I was I thought I had a a dragonfly poem specifically about the dragonfly that landed on, on my leg because I think I mentioned that to you once before. But I was waiting for a, a gorgeous blue, like a royal blue white dragonfly, to get closer. So I could take a picture of it and it landed mm-hmm. right on my leg and it looked right out, like literally looked right up at me. And I was just like, Oh, this is the most wonderful thing ever. <laughs> Make so me anyways, famous, dude. It says, put me on national geographic. <laughs> put me on national geographic. I'm looking right up at you, boy. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, so I, I 
dug out one or two here. Uh, I have Bounty, and then I have a couple others uh, picked out as well. Uh, let me just... Ah, there we go. Okay. In a world not often noticed, a vast array of experiences play out. The drama is both grandiose and banal. The fate of the creature's life, its furtherance of existence. It plays out underneath our noses, underneath our notice. And yet, as I focus, I start to see it all. Visions spectacular that escape the everyday gaze. They amaze the array of my now finely tuned senses as knowledge of nature dispenses itself before my now widely open mind. The miracles of nature unwind themselves to me now, as grandiose as anything seen on the silver screen. I glean nature's knowledge and its power, and it blesses me with a new perspective, a perspective I take with me now every day. As I watch nature's drama unfold and play out beneath my feet, in the trees, and in the earth's clay. And that is a Bounty. And I have... That was... Uh, I'll read another... This one's a really short one. Uh, I don't know if anyone's ever seen what a firefly looks like in the daytime, but they're a very curious-looking creature because they are a beetle. People forget that. They always see them at night. And it's just almost like Egyptian-looking beetle with a knot kind of fascinating anyways uh firefly by day oh wondrous creature of the night what curious beauty i beheld in daylight's light as he stood before my sight i knew not at that moment that you were the beauteous creature that lights up in the darkest hours i saw a different beauty in you with your intriguing markings curious appendages and intriguing and mysterious news i am thankful for having seen you for expanding my vision of nature's various wonders. And even more so, you have gifted to me. For I saw a juvenile manifestation of you as I explored the forest by midday's light. And that is like my little biography of seeing uh, a firefly in the daytime. And I knew there was a firefly because I looked it up. I look up that (laughs) shit. (laughs) You know... I remember a long time ago when I asked you if you've ever, you know, if you ever got into photography, you know, if you ever thought about doing photography and stuff, because I knew that by the way that you wrote, that you would see through the lens the same way. And it's really been fun watching you grow as a photographer and explore that medium and, you know, see what you see through your pictures. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. Except for the spider ones. I hate you when you do that. <laughs> They're bad. I don't even like you a little bit. You aren't my friend for five minutes every time you post a spider. <laughs> I, I I don't know where to post these days. Cause, uh, on, and it honestly stresses me out because uh, National Geographic, since they were bought by Disney, uh, that's just gone down the tubes. They just get funneled through Instagram and you just get mm-hmm. like you, there's no control of where it's posted. It all just goes into their feed, right? So you don't mm-hmm. have an individual profile for that or anything. And Canadian Geographic, I find, has just like no interaction whatsoever. And it's a crying shame that National Geographic, your shot, when when that was up, that that got taken down by Disney. But it was like the it was Sunday became like my favorite day of the week because that was when you had your National Geographic, your 15 uploads for the week, right? 
and you could mm-hmm. you spent the day uploading in that. So I don't know where I'm going to post because I want to post. So I'm putting right a here. link for you in chat. Mm-hmm. It is for I'll get off there. It is for a site called Fine Arts America. Are you familiar with it? Oh yeah, well that that I I am I do have a profile there, but my understanding is that that's more for like if you want to have it made into a pillow, you know, a pillow print. You, or it something is like a that. site where people can look at your artwork, and if they like your artwork, they can order it. So yeah, I've had a, I've had my page on there for probably 10 years, and every time I turn around, it's like, you made a sale. It's like, what What do you mean I haven't put anything new on there in five years, you know? But mm-hmm. it's also a way you can make different albums. It's a way you can share your work with other mm-hmm. uh, other artists. You can enter community contests, you know, when they have a subject come up. So there's a lot more to do and interact on there as an artist than there is. It's just the fact that somebody can come on and buy one of your pictures and put it on a pillow is yes. just like an added bonus. But I really <laughs> think that if you jump into that community, check yeah. out their contests and things like that, you know, you'd be really surprised of the mm-hmm. interactions you can have on there. And and it's a great medium to be able no, to yeah, I'll, I'll definitely look it up uh, more, more thoroughly. Like I, I do have my profile there, but I'm going to look at it more thoroughly. And, uh, and I won't try to sell you a spider pillow. I know, I know you're not going to buy that. <laughs> no. I can't even play a video know, game if there's I a spider in it. Minutes, That's how no. bad it is, seriously. Yeah. All right, Robbie, tell everyone how to find you. <laughs> I can be found at Robbie's Multimedia Poetry uh, under Facebook. And when you look there, you find me under all the other sites that I'm at. And actually, I, I think I should home through there and update it a little bit and because uh, I should uh, tweak my Wix. I do have a Wix, but I hardly ever, I haven't done much with it. And I think it's time now to that. That should be my goal for now is not to get new stuff going as much, but, you know, edit out the old that isn't working for me and, and uh, kind of pump up the sites that, that could work for me or that, you know, I just haven't explored as much yet. So, Very cool. And just as a funny aside, uh, I one time one time I was at a, a website and I was just joking around. They said, "Oh, tell uh, tell everybody where you can be found and all that." And you know, and I, in the in the chat, I typed uh, poetsgonewild.com. <laughs> he thought I was serious, and he says on the air, "You can find Robbie at poets poetsgonewild.com." <laughs> like, no, oh, no, no, don't type that in. I don't even want to know what you'll find. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> gone, hang night. on, gonewild.com. Oh, God. Let's see what you find. I know, right? I have to know. Oh, so they are having problems finding that site, so that may be a URL that you can go on to GoDaddy and, go mm-hmm. and buy. Yeah. Poet. Poets or poet? Poets. I think it would be, a, okay. I think it'd be too many people would think it was a weird smut site. <laughs> Make it poet. Yeah, poet or poets does not come up, so somebody can grab that URL if you want it. All right, Robbie. Great job, honey. Thank you. Okay. Have a good night. <laughs> night, sweetheart. 
All right, let's grab, we have 406. I'm going to go ahead and give you the lineup so you kind of know. Oh, come on, board, stop being bad. Okay, there we go. All right, so I'm going to give you the lineup of what we're going to do for the next callers. We are still having issues with the lines, and we still only have five lines coming into the studio instead of 200. Um, if you're trying to get in and getting that fast busy, keep trying. But this is what I'm doing on the lineup for right now with the callers that we do have online. I'm going to bring on area code, oh, wait a minute, 406? 406. You were in the lineup, and then you put your hand down. If you still want to read 406, go ahead and press 1. If you are doing something and... Oh, this is Annie. Hello, my love. So, Annie, if you, uh, if you want to read, press 1. If you're doing whatever and just listening for a minute, then I love you, just so you know. And if you do decide you want to, come on, just press 1. All right? So, yeah, okay, let's go ahead and bring on 585. 585, you are on the air. Hey, this is Doug Curry. How you doing? Hey, Doug, how are you, sweetheart? It's good to hear from you. Yeah, I, I, you pulled me in a lot faster than I thought I would be, um, but that's okay. We are having so, line issues tonight, so, oh, okay. um, yeah, if that's you got fine. on, you were lucky. <laughs> oh, then I feel lucky then. Um so last week when I came in, um, it was said that there was a prompt for blues, and I don't know if that was just for last week or what that was. Was it? Yeah. Oh, okay. It was. Where'd it go? That's not Well, it. don't spend time on it because that's what I have for you. <laughs> oh, Okay. <laughs> All right. Perfect. You know, not having a perfect understanding of what that was, that's what I have for you. And if it's a little out of pocket, it still should be a good poem. Anyway, this is one of my favorite poems. It's a poem that I wrote. Uh, I think we, um, yeah, I may have told you the story. We had, we were having a, we were projecting to have a reading for uh, Labor Day. So, I'm, you know, knowing poets, I knew there was going to be poems about, you know, the coal miners and the farm workers and equal work for equal pay. And I'm, I'm not trying to minimize or derogate any of that, but I knew that, that we were going to be so flooded with that. So I didn't know how much more could be said about it or could be said in a way that was even helpful to the cause. So I decided what I was going to do since I'm knee-deep in the blues, having a radio program with blues, I decided I would write a poem about a blues man on his way to work since we were writing for Labor Day. And so I started noodling around with a rhyme, and it went like this. Slim was sitting in the corner at the end of the bar, wiping down the strings on his blue guitar. He'd been drinking and smoking. His eyes were glass. He wore dark shades, and his hair was gas. And I started playing this rhyme, and the more I got into it, I realized that I was talking about somebody that I actually knew from history, and I wrote the poem about him. His name was Guitar Slim. Some people here may have heard this before. Now, this is the truth. Sure enough, for sure, about a stage show that happened in the summer of 54. 
this big crowd sitting waiting out on the dance floor. Spotlight came on, and folks let out a roar. The big band blows, and the MC crows. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a special treat. It's a man in here what sings the blues. And baby, this cat can't be beat. Now Slim was sitting in the corner at the end of the bar, wiping down the springs on his blue guitar. He'd been drinking and smoking, his eyes was glass. He wore dark shades and his hair was gas. Been out there singing the blues from Maine to Mexico, playing a wild guitar and always feeling the show. In the time you lived one day, he made sure to live two. That was just how Slim was, what he just had to do. He slid off his stool and stood up to stand, started making his way up toward the bandstand. The bar crowd parted to let him get by, and he was taking his time. But my, 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 you should have seen those women squirm in their seats and Slim strudging his stuff to the drummer's back beat. He didn't stop dead still, and I heard Slim holler. Y'all got any requests? Why don't you throw me a dollar? Then up the stairs to the stage he rose, dancing with his guitar and showing off his clothes. His suit and suede shoes were a matching blue. I looked at his comp's hair, and it was too. Slim boogied and woogied up and down that dance stand, held that crowd in the palm of his hand. He had him convinced he could do no wrong, so he reared back and howled his raunchy theme song. I like my pockets full of money, baby, my whiskey, gin, and wine. I like to eat a country dinner, getting my loving all the time. See, they call me Guitar Slim, and I come to play in your town. But if I can't play my guitar, baby, I will not hang around. The joint went to rockin' that Saturday night. This cat was big time, and man, what a sight. Blue light bounced off of his diamond ring as he raised up his hand, this deep blues to sing. My wife, my wife, she done quit me, and all my women done put me down. Yes, I got no money in my pocket, baby, and my friends don't come around. He done played some fast notes, a mean guitar attack, and while dancing did a split and played behind his back. Slim dropped from the stage down on the dance floor and with a long guitar chord headed out the front door. He played for carriages, taxis, and passers-by. He put on a show. I mean, I hope to die if a whole new crowd didn't follow him back in that hot Saturday night at the dew drop in. With the crowd in his hands, Slim dropped to his knees here and then shouting, yes, and women softly. He then played a song so tender and blue. It was a big hit. The thing I used to do. You could have heard a pin drop. A mouse run across the floor. And when Slim was done, they still clamored for more. The crowd, the crowd brushed the stage in a show of affection. The bouncers and bodyguards stepped up for protection. But Slim wouldn't have it. Set at the edge of the stage, adding to his own legend yet another page. By counting ones and fives, even a ten or two, and some women throwing some other things too. With blue guitar, blue suit, even blue suede shoes, he sported blue hair and had a way with the blues. Like a barnyard rooster, Slim strutted his stuff, and if his show wasn't fabulous, it wasn't good enough. 
That stage was just filled with panties and cash. Having burnt down the house, now Slim was talking trash. He blew kisses and shouted as they kissed back at him. Y'all have just been balling with Mr. Guitar Slim. End of poem. Eddie Jones. Eddie Jones. You must have Googled that. <laughs> well, What's that? No, I know who Eddie Jones was. Oh, you do? <laughs> I know who good, good guitar sound. Oh, hell yes, I do. <laughs> he, uh, he was doing stuff with the guitar. Like, it was absolutely phenomenal electric guitar way before. I mean, stuff that, that people usually attribute to Jimi Hendrix. He yeah. was doing it first. He did it like, you know, decades before Hendrix ever came around. He was doing yeah. this stuff that, that made Hendrix famous. He was an incredible guitar player. Yeah. And he danced crazy, too. He had he had like rubber band legs. Yeah, that's the truth. And he was a major influence on the performance style of modern-day hero Buddy Guy. Hmm. But he got one to Didn't he, he? He died really, really young. Thirty-three. Didn't he? Yeah. yeah. Thirty-three. But his son still plays music, right? Yes, he does. Yeah. So he 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 died after an engagement where I live in Rochester, New York. He was headed to New York City, so he must have played, you know, somewhere like maybe Toronto or Buffalo, a larger city upstate. And making his way back downstate to New York, passed through Rochester, and uh, he died in New York after coming from Rochester. And, wow. Uh, he was he was thirty three years old. But that's crazy. His big hit was a song called "The Things I Used to Do," and that's the title of my second poem. The things I used to do, a blue. The things that I used to do, Lord, I won't do no more. I used to sit and hold your hand and cry and beg you not to go. I used to call a customer, have a laugh, find a thing misplaced, know your ringtone. And I'd take your call, scribble a note, and laugh at your silliness. So funny. Later, I might watch a CNN expose, comment on Facebook, take a selfie, and send it to you. I felt so strong. Your man, your protector, your best friend. Now I forget all customer disappointments, daydream, misty-eyed, stares at space and rock. Struggle to walk erect, shuffle aimlessly through Walmart, ignore double lines, red lights, look for you on Facebook. And then I remember, you rock me. You're gone. When? How? Why did this happen? It just did. Things that I used to do, Lord, I won't do. No more. And on. 
I got to hear you sing. That's one thing off my bucket list. <laughs> I still could sing, but that's enough for the poem, I guess. <laughs> I loved it. It was awesome. That made my night. Thank you. Well, I enjoyed being here. I enjoyed, um, even though I'm a week late, you know, I enjoyed putting those together back to back. I hope people enjoyed it. And I am uh, willing to sit back and relax and listen to what everybody else has to offer. Uh, I am Doug Curry, found under that name on Facebook. Uh, I put poetry on the website allpoetry.com under the name of Manchild, M-A-N-C-H-I-L-L-D-99. And, of course, I'm the host of Blacks and Blues, airing Friday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern Time for three hours at WRUR.org. And then on Saturday night for one hour in Chicago, for one hour beginning at 10 o'clock Central Time at WDCB. Dot org, And that show, by the way, is uh, accessible through their archives, wcbcb.org slash archive. Each show is accessible for the following two weeks. So you can hear a show as many times as you like or miss it and catch it when you can by going to the archives. And, of course, I get here on Thursday nights as often as I can. And we so appreciate it every time you do. Absolutely. I love being here. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I love you, and I appreciate you being here, and I loved your poems, so thank you, Doug. Thank you, Tom. Enjoy. Enjoy the rest (laughs) of the show. Thank you, sweetie. Bye-bye. All right. All right. So this is what we are doing. We're going to bring on 706. Ouch, I bit my tongue. 706 next. Then we're going to go ahead and grab... uh, 702 Jimmy's. So I'm going to have you read yours if you would like to. Then we're going to bring on area code 832 Soldier Blue again. And uh, that should take us into the show unless we can get someone else gets through on the line. So let's go ahead and grab Miss Annie. Hello, sweetheart. Hello there. How are you? I am doing absolutely wonderful. I'm glad to hear that. So I'm sorry, I had to disappear for a few minutes. I had someone at the door. <laughs> and the dogs were barking like crazy. I'm sure you didn't want that on air. Well, hopefully just, it was somebody important. Have, um, no, it was the kid wanting to get paid for mowing the lawn. <laughs> a little brass. What are those little assholes thinking? Really? Just, you know. <laughs> they have Damn youth time. today. <laughs> I just have two short poems because I haven't. I've been busy sculpting this last couple of weeks, so I haven't done much in writing. But I just have, I do have two short poems, and you do have time for them, I hope, right? Mm-hmm. Of course. Okay. I'll start with the first one. Called I Drought. would stop time so that you could read Annie, just so you know. <laughs> the first one is called Drought. Okay. All day rain falls. Relaxing the brittle glasses, grasses. I'm sorry. It's the bones softening. Then the clouds lift and follow the wind east. There is a burst of sun before sundown, and I tread upon the moist ground. The tension rivers off of my skin. The earth sighs, and I sigh deeply. 
as if after making love. The owl's voice calls. The night breathes, warm breeze over my shoulders. I take my instructions from the night, drinking in the last of my red wine, pouring it over the world's rim, just as my death would bore. And so, very short, right? You know, I absolutely love that because there's moments where I have had moments like that. You know, and, and my interpretation of that is, you know, there's times when, you know, you know how infinite you are, but how disposable you are at the same time, and you just take joy in existing in that moment. And it's it's like that perfect, you have moments in life where it's a perfect moment, and you know you are conscious of the fact that it is a perfect moment, and and you just stand there. I love that. I don't. I'm, you know, all, everything's You're open to interpretation, of, of course, but yep. that's what You're I got out of that. Yeah. Mhm. And the other short one. Um, I'm I'm not a hundred percent happy with it, but I'm I'm going to throw it out there anyway. Okay. So, she was a woman alone, and with that, she was fine. Then he came along and challenged her heart of stone. He brought her gifts, plied her with wine. She let go of her fears with wishes and hope, opened her heart and her legs, released her soul from its envelope. She cooked him a breakfast of bacon and eggs, and he never called her again. And Sounds like a perfect date to me. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I don't see anything uh, to complain about there. <laughs> oh, I'm bad. Something. Yeah. Anyway, I'm. I'm. I think I'm going to work it because it's working, but it's not working exactly the way I want it to. So that usually happens. Maybe I need more wine. <laughs> maybe. So. Maybe I'll send you some from Oregon. I'll send you some more Pinot Noir oh. we have it in here. It's yummy. All right. I still hope to move that way after I retire. So. I hope you do, too. You know how much fun that would be? We could it would be, be awesome. like weird old ladies together, we, you know, in, in our golden years. Imagine. Imagine. I mean, think about all the fun we had in the 80s together, right? Think I what we, we could, could do, do again, right? in our 80s. <laughs> oh that's still a ways away, but okay. I know, anyway, right? Well, we've got a lot to do before then, but let's, it's a date. When we're 80, we'll, we'll raise mischief, okay? I like that plan. So I'll let right. you go see because I know you have other people waiting on the line, but again, I really don't have, other than my um, sagebrush, sage, sisters of the sage art site, I'm really, I've got to get up and going, getting more of this done and up. So maybe when I'm not teaching two two different special ed and art, then I can do more writing. So anyway, but I would love writing. to see a picture of what you're sculpting right now. By the way, uh, I will send one. Okay. Awesome. All right, so sweetheart. I'm doing, I'm, doing, I'm doing a series of horses and a couple of buffalo. So anyway, take care. Love you. Bye. <laughs> Thank you, honey. Love you too. Okay, that was Miss Annie Tillery Waldo, you guys. Amazing, amazing, amazing woman. 
All right, let's go ahead and grab, how was I going to do this? I was going to do, oh, come on, board, stop being behaving badly. I was going to go ahead and grab seven, oh, two, I was going to grab Jimmy again, right? Yeah. Jimmy, are you there? Hello, hello, yes. Hello. How are you? I'm I'm still good. <laughs> yeah, I was in trouble with the good lines to hear from you. tonight. I'm so excited huh? you're here tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here when I'm here twice, you know, you I mean that's rare. Come on. Um uh, no, it's great. It's a great show and I always hang out for as long as I can, you know. Um there's always some great things to hear. I know you had a I was little really bit of a excited you asked, by the way, when you said Missy was gonna read. Oh, well, you know, it's uh I you know, trying to get her to read. I figured maybe if I just but then she immediately gave me that look, so I, I had to say, just teasing, just teasing. <laughs> we don't wanna get we don't get Dutch with mama there. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to get done. But Missy, please we would love to have you read. Okay. So you're going to read Stasis, right? Yeah, and and I know um you had uh, or at least this poem, or at least part of it, uh, you had a connection with, I believe, based on your comment. Yep. And um, and that's good because I know. I mean, I, it's easy to forget this, but I know how many irons you have and how many fires, <laughs> and so I mean, it's literally would be impossible for you to get around and make all the rounds that you'd like to in a day. And still get on with life and do everything that has to happen. So when you're able to come by, oh, I appreciate it's you nice. tagging me. Appreciate you know, what was it? Who was it earlier? Eric said that he got 32 likes on his haiku, and uh-huh. I was going to mention that then, but we still had a pretty good big lineup before the lines messed up. The reason he got so many likes on his haiku is because we are microwave people. We are go, 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 go all the time. So if something pops up in a feed and it's a three-line poem, you've read it before you realized you've read it. Right. But when you pull up something and it's a normal-length poem, it's like, you know, I've, I can't sit and read this right now. I've got to do it in a minute. When I, you know, when I sit down, when I grab my coffee, I'm going to come back and read this. And our lives don't always allow us to do that, especially if you're in my life. But So the haiku, of course being short is going to get more attention than something ha- people have to sit down and read until they have time. And that's the issue that I have. But that doesn't no. mean that I don't get around to reading them. You know, I just have to find time no. to sit down. But I've been really trying to consciously make an effort to find more time somewhere. Like I've now put a, I've got a desk and a, and a computer in the bathroom, you know, so I'm kidding, I don't. I was going to let you finish that one, but right, um, you, you know, you, you really, you really do, you really do bring up a good point, though, because uh, you know me for a long time now, and you know that I, uh, I can do it, but I pretty much don't know how to write a short poem, <laughs> and uh, mm-hmm. because I have that literary elephantiasis where I just, what's going to come next? How is this going to unfold? And I can cut it fairly short. Uh, for me, Stasis is actually a fairly short poem. It's literally four 12-line stanzas, uh, which is funny because I don't write, generally speaking, in poetic, classic poetic styles, but I do keep usually to the mold of stanzas and verses and so forth. But, um, yeah, but I notice when I post, if I post something really big like the Ballad of Jimmy Freeman, 
which was really long. Uh, I think it was over 100 lines total. Uh, it was a really cool story. Remember, I read it on here, the, the one that mm-hmm. took place during slavery. It's a really cool story. It ended up being a love story. And um, the, the response it got was really cool and deep, but it wasn't the amount that you would get on, uh, you know, a, a few couplets or a, or a haiku. So, exactly. Um, it has nothing to do with is. the quality of your writing or whether people liked no. it or not. It's just that we don't have the time. I mean, think about that, what that says about us. You know, what's it going to be like for our children? You know, when we were kids, yeah. Jimmy, we used to grab our comic books or whatever it is, our little mystery novels or whatever. We'd go running outside. We'd sit in the grass, and, you know, we'd spend hours reading and stuff like that. Summer's lasted forever. It's so different now. Everything is backlit. Mm-hmm. Everything is go, go, go. Everything is done in 15 seconds or less. You know, yeah. it's crazy. It's crazy. That's very true. So just for you, Nyla, we came back on. This is stasis in monochrome. Silhouettes of steam whisper languidly, maddening how life trudges on, mindless of this misery etched into my soul. You see, my world is frozen. All I have chosen, shadows of faded memories, since your love said goodbye to me. Street lamps glow with warmth. Children run and play, unaware of the pain that will replace yesterday. Shops are open for business. Bustlers trundle through every door. I remain in stasis, refugee of the unseen, since your love said goodbye to me. I walk as if in a dream, surreal how everything slows and my feet hesitate without a destination, nowhere left to go. Like many who've traversed a cursed path, I mumble hello and nod, passers-by oblivious to eyes that cried all of the night before. Car horns blaring, daring to shatter a bird song. So many vibrant colors alive, smothering my senses. I walk in monochrome, a drone amid the kaleidoscope. Cannot escape the feeling, fate is stealing my essence. Hence I meander lost. Since your love said goodbye to me. I absolutely love this piece. Absolutely love this. And I think my comment was something like, I've walked in these shoes. You know? And and it really is like that. It's like you are frozen in time. And you sit there and you watch everything going by and you just want to scream and pound your fists against the invisible bubble you're standing in and life being on the other side you know saying fuck you how dare you how dare you not mourn this with me how dare you keep going how dare you act like nothing's wrong you know it's it's a hard place to be when you are stuck inside that kind of hurt yeah you know absolutely absolutely and um, I try to capture that uh, because we have Many of us have uh, been there or somewhere near there at some time or another. And um, sometimes it's... I've completely you know, fallen on like, the dark side of there <laughs> before. And, it's, it's, and, and sometimes it's not... Yeah, yeah it's, it's not like... It's... You know, I don't know. It's... it's uh, um, we like that... I've noticed this through responses, and you know you, you've been writing for a long time. And um, it's not 
we've talked about it before. It's not the likes. It's not the comments. It's not the amount. Uh, but it's when you get that comment. I've gotten some recently from Michael Todd that have been really, like, I know he's a busy man. And for him to come by, first of all, and then for him to take the time to read it and leave me this big, long comment that a lot of it is a story that has to do with something that was triggered by what I wrote. Um, mm-hmm. That's like the ultimate compliment. And that right there is worth, uh, you know, in and of itself worth more than a hundred likes, not to, you know, not to say anything against the likes, but it's, it's when, you know, and I've had a few like that where they've been longer or they've been sometimes when it's, extra dark or extra, you know, maybe, maybe the language is a little archaic or, or, or I'm painting in broad strokes with the words. Um, and it's harder for people to assimilate and, and maybe put forth what they think, uh, you know, what, what it means exactly to them. And you might get less response, but the response you get is meaningful. It's very deep. And that, for me, anyway, that is, uh, there's nothing better than that. And it's that connection. And we seem to connect on the more downtrodden topics because, hey, we're in this club. We've all been there. Some of us are still there. And I think that's pretty cool. Did you, by the way, not to change the subject, but did you hear the prompt I gave you tonight? I did hear there was a, I, I know I was not going to lie to you. I was busy and I was listening and I was in, but I did catch there was something about the wild boy. Number 10, the prompt was, a long way from Wildwood. Gotcha. A long way from Wildwood. Okay. Say no more. That poem will be written this week. I'm excited. We've got to bring Wildwood (laughs) back somehow. it might even be written tomorrow. We'll see. I'm on a roll right now. I got like I sit down and I'm just I'm just cracking. Like I have to stop myself. I have to literally put the pen down. Like okay, dude, slow down. Tomorrow's another day. So, but that's good. And while it lasts, I'll write it out. A long way from Wildwood. From Wildwood or the Wildwood. Long way from Wildwood. Long way from Wildwood. Okay. All right, Nina. Awesome. All right, Jimmy. Thank you so much, sweetheart, and thanks for uh, hanging out and reading another one. Absolutely. Happy to do it, and thank you, Nina. Love you. You uh, have a good night. <laughs> good night, sweetheart. All right. Let's go ahead and grab Soldier Blue. Hopefully, he's got another one he can read. Hello, Mr. Blue Blue. Mr. Ray Wild. (laughs) Actually, I found one that I had uh, written a while back. Um, Not, I don't remember reading it, uh, but it's one I always thought was very interesting. Um. I'm not even going to give a title on this one because it's just it's going to unfold itself. Okay. Girl, woman, wolf of the mind, runes of phantasm, each one. So we practice magic upon each other. Lunar eclipse, jungle takes a twist, rain into patterns, almost elliptical, boom. Bones run red 
before the wolf of the mind showing him I mean with Durst spurts with envy as dust heals rise upon the wind raucous noises raised to a fevered pitch pine pitch apple pith hard to say what's next girl woman progress of maturity there's a difference between grown and knowing chrysalis christening the smoke rising Drifting from cobalt coals as sentient as the approaching dawn. Rain splashes the highway, a sunburst of fire, retinal passage, hieroglyphics scribed behind the eyes. Insta, girl, woman, wolf of the mind. Sweeping screams of agony blind lead the blind to the abyss. Abyssal mode of travel. The junk to be found along the way. Salmon travel upstream. So does sound. Drop secrets into the dead spot. Soft words written into gender DNA. Clay needs water for molding. Seeds need water for growth. It is time to follow the spore. Greet scent from the wooded glen. Spoken words, creation, static motions, symbols of grandeur from the other side. Do not follow the hunger, or you shall greet the wolf of the mind. Amorphous, amoral, asexual. There are no friendlies here. Sleek shadows, gedake. Bones of turbid ash. Kega. Time shall reveal itself in the dead grasses of autumn. When decay sets in, another small female fundament visionary tactics. Thinking stream beds, life, magic, the grope of fumbling dreams. Follow the incessant hum of dragonflies. Nothing they touch goes sour. No. Breath. Sustained floats easily upon breezes. Lung capacity determines all. Even if it is a dream. Fire hazards draw chemicals into raw chain molecules. The death and dying sphere of night poison spreads as its own pace. Swift crease, blink of an eye, charging venom, pathological reptiles. Wait, comes the wolf of the mind. Smoke layers the roadside, 
mud in soft spirit zones. Prayers make the difference. Dripping wet with the stimmer of moontime magic. Stops falls flat like the slap of an open hand upon water. Water is life defining the wars of corporate greed. What slogans have been painted upon your cerebral bone smooth walls? What shades of pain have been indelibly stamped? You knew better before you started. You knew the price to be paid. Slipping through the walls without a sound, blending skin into arable ground, dirt grounded in earth, sticks of pith and fever, cleansing by heat, dicey, shoulder, the dog hanging suspended in the sky, yellow cast to the horizon, land's end. Shall we walk amongst the speaking trees? Sad songs of wind and bone, the coals leaving translations to be played in the dust. To be the wanton plague, a rift surface of a dying dynasty that will choke on its words and adverbs to be absorbed during the Advertisements. Girl, woman, wolf. The tracks, violence that violates life, keeping everyone in mind. Death, ingenuous. Debt, ingenious. Breadth of indignities. Sore afflictions dropped upon the indigent blood quantum genocide a strap upon the bark of the indigenous backs who makes up these rules where is it written except by man that others should have to follow them lost between the scylla and the stucco it is time to turn in frame Stained blades kill the blackbird caught. Season the sting of the raven. Songs sung for the bite of ceremony. Shall we be the wards of next time? First, we shall remove your stars. Then your scars of annihilation. Neath. Then your tryst with ethnic cleansing. It is worthy of note that we make known the claims you keep linked to chaos. But we shall save that for next time or for last. Meantime, there are other points for discussion. Treebowls, rooted knots of saffron, sap, small gaps of liquid, emulsifying poultice signs of a healer, a girl, 
Woman, wolf, keep it in mind. Staff of sunlight. Measure. Maps. Scrolls. Southern shores of a different landscape. Bent frames of a rainbow drown in smoke. The wood chatter of a summer's rain. Boogie. Death duels, trivial pursuits, questions surfaced after the tragic taken too soon. Black metaphors and injustice, the causes of life so easily cast aside. Bone sticks, carved signs upside down, quarrels after twisted day. Jars, wax, sealed, darkness, shut. Crooked laid straight when all shall be revealed. The thought from sand, silt, the steady ground for fire, right, the light, the commencement of sound, singing, night, sensate. Hands touch structures, build monuments, shape words, forever stories, form, gather the pollen extracts and leaves to bleed out, loud dreams, second nature, flint raw fingertips sensitive to even the breath of air. Black within darkness, the ill-mannered cannot hide there for long. It is presence, not absence. Girl, woman, wolf, it is what it is before us. Eyesight and mind. Mindfulness. Mindset. The undone must be found. Spirit crows, will of song of the eyes, inset, gake. The crow sees everything. So ceremony shall commence step by step. Mugu. Girl, woman, wolf, keeping it all in mind. Claws dig into the earth, scratch a hole for the sun to rise. Me, eternal will shape itself later. Twisted tree trunks, the oak will be found later. Necessity will lend a hand. Tires, wretched reek consumes the air. The tangled, tangible, not always so apparent. Death wisdom, shadow sighs. Magic mystery is new, reborn. Human beings, religious water, a waste of time. Feline, female, soft, demure girl. Woman, 
Beware the wolf of the mind Swallows bones While he Ripped this future game of chance Spirit, risk, flesh, ephemeral Latitudes of insistence While he got Spill the bones, read their wares The brittle, the pliable And the overjoyed, unspoken She'll remain unbroken. Verbal skill is not the only communication. Take your chances. Reform yourself. Shake loose the cedar star from its sudden sleep of wonder. Gather secrets for when it is awake. Ancient dictates of remembering. Blood sworn with a heart pulse. Ready to rectify the ingenuous molten womb, the igneous cascading bright of morning scent in your lungs, the taste to the tongue, blood rich envy, cleansed by the wind. We shall see each other again. To each their own girl, wolf, woman, the hunt runs deep and river wide. Be mindful of your steps, each a means of prepossession so carefully made. Smoke, foam, fire, flame, beds, ash, and the bones of a landscape. I reveal this is not entertainment. This is someone's life. Girl, woman, wolf of the mind, the quickening, awakening, the pulse before rage. Who shall be next? Shall we recognize her in her sentient form? Awake and aware. Wolf tones, earth magic, gake tonga, raven speech, gake tonga. Crow speaks of what it knows. Beware. Wolf of the mind, lest it seek you out in this time. We are the ghost road born. We shall come again to find our relations. She, girl, woman, wolf. I'm really pissed off because I wish I'd written that. That was amazing. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Absolutely epic, Soldier Blue. Thank you very much. That's one. That's I. I mean, I remember it's 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 a, it's one of those pieces that I didn't recognize it when I when I first started looking at it. But when I was, you know, started reading it, I remembered, remembered the past. 
so I knew where I was going. Well, I think it was absolutely incredible. I'm really glad that uh, I had you hang on and brought you back on to read that. Thank you. All right, so I'll just tell everyone your Facebook page once again for me, please. Sure. Uh, you can find me on uh, Facebook, uh, Rick Wild at Facebook.com, and underneath in parentheses it says Soldier Blue. I have a page at Reverb Nation. For me, that's more of a work page, but it's in, I mean, there's, there's work there to be listened to. As well, there is the uh, uh, podcast, Red Earth One. And if you put those down as separate words, then uh, you get, you'll, you'll find it a lot faster. And it's on iTunes and cool. Spotify and several other places. Awesome. All right, hon. Keep me posted on what's going on, and thank you. Thank you for being here tonight. Thank you. You're very welcome. All right. Let's go ahead and grab 903. 903, you're on the air. Yeah, is that me? It is you. Oh, wow. Cool. Yeah, this is Kyler Davenport, uh, Lone Wolf Radio, executive producer for Alternative Public Radio International. I've just got one I wanted to read called Amazing Disgrace that I just wrote. It's pretty quick. I would love to hear it, my dear. Okay, here we go. Broken, stripped, ravaged, enraged, we stand at the end of the line waiting for the crumbs of corporate greed to fall down upon us. Sold out to the man, the machine, the ruling class, faceless monster with arms that reach around the globe, devouring, subjugating, raping the land and all that stands upon it, masters of control, demons of deceit, wolves in sheep's clothing, they come to destroy the independent man. With no soul and no body to imprison, they come like a dense fog on a cold, rainy night. They come without regard for life or limb. They come to own the very air that we breathe. Our common lands bought and paid for in blood, sweat, tears, pain, and death. They have intercourse with devils to own and control the very strand of life of every species on the planet. They have, to, they have the power to buy and sell the rain, to own the water that lays upon the ground beneath our feet, like slithering worms in dark, dingy, deep mud. We, the wage earner, blind, ignorant, and hungry for more, we bow down and worship the machine like some crazed animal in some cage of ecstasy and orgy. We feed at the trough of their disgust. Our bodies run cold with these mindless manifestations. Synthetic sluts we have become. Pill-crazed consuming maggots left to die and rot with the aftermath of this massive gangbang. Duped into believing we are free, content with our stipend. Terrified at the thought of revolt, we walk blindly into the light of darkness. We squirm and quiver in our little comfort zones. We have submitted ourselves to these false gods, these ruling class pimps. We are whores, ready and waiting to be completely consumed and controlled. Who will come after us? What will they say of these unspeakable perversions? The prophet speaks 
the black horse has arrived. The artist, the artist cries out. The poet mourns. The ground is getting closer. We are in free fall. Prepare, prepare to die. I hope on your feet fighting and not on your damn knees in submission. Is that end poem? End poem. Awesome, awesome. That was absolutely phenomenal. Very, very ballsy, very strong, right? I absolutely loved the line, um, which I think really sums it up really well, walking, excuse me if I don't get it right, but it was like walk into the light of darkness. Yes, yes. You know, we we, we believe, you know, we don't, we... I think the very worst thing, which the whole, it kept coming to me over and over and over listening to you read, the very worst thing that to ever happened to mankind is that we were taught blind faith. Yes, yes, definitely. So people are so asleep. I just got off the air. I've done 4,500 talk shows now, and we're in 27, 37 countries and growing, but... uh we were just talking about that tonight, about the transhumanism and the blockchain and the bioweapon and the uh, transhumanist uh, biosynthetic uh, merge with the cyborg and all of the occipital chip that uh, Neuralink is putting in and the metaverse and the graphene oxide and the luciferous and the CRISPR technology, mRNA, and all of the other mind control technology that's going on now around the world that people are so blind to and unaware of and we are at this time in the zombie apocalypse the you know even with all of those things the number one thing that that has us there is religion in my opinion in my in my opinion oh, it only is. yes you know, yes. it, no, you're right. You're right. The, you know, you're right. how do you control? How do you control? Is through religion. Everything has stemmed from that. All, all of the ways that the human race has been controlled, brainwashed, um, those who have profited off the life of another man at the cost, which is no cost to them. You know, the people that were sacrificed so blindly for other people's greed. And we were taught to embrace that and, 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 you know, that that blind faith uh, is just... I live live in the Bible Belt here in Texas, and we're leaving for the Northwest in 30 days and uh, Mm -hmm. getting back to hippie town where we belong. But everybody here in the Bible Belt that we talk to says, oh, it's God's plan. You know, God has a plan. God does not have a plan for you. If you were given free will, God cannot have a plan for you. He might have a suggestion, which, you know, I think we're all aliens anyway. But, you know, (laughs) you can't. if you give somebody free will, there cannot be a preordained plan for you. Right, right, exactly. But you can't tell these people that. They're so indoctrinated and programmed and so stamped, rubber stamped, and they're so staunch in their dogmatism, you know, and their belief that you just can't talk to them. They're, un, they're, they're not able to hold a critical conversation, adult conversation. They're not able to step outside that box that they've been living in for so long, you know. You know, it, part of me gets really scared because, well, I don't know. 
I think about when I was a kid. You know, all of my the things I learned about the world I learned from my parents. You know, and it wasn't until I was a little bit older that, you know, teenagers and stuff, that we got access to the Internet. Kids nowadays have access to the Internet, so you can't pull shit over their eyes anymore. You can't, you can't, they're not going to believe you, you know, the blind faith. You know, I believed everything my parents told me because they were my parents. Kids don't do that anymore. You know, I'm hoping that that is a good thing. Is because now they can question, they can get other answers, they can get other opinions. It's not just parents' hands, uh, preachers' hands, teachers' hands that are molding our youth anymore. In fact, right. there's very little right. hands-on from those things. And, you know, our, our children are being raised by the Internet. So I'm just hoping, because I know kids nowadays are, know a hell of a lot more about the world than I did at that age and are a lot smarter at that age, at the, you know, mm-hmm. think about us being in right. high school. They're much smarter than I was. They knew, they know so much right. more. Yeah. But yeah. You know you've you know you've written a good piece of poetry if it or a good piece of writing in general if it provokes an emotional response from the listener, which yours obviously mm-hmm. did. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I yeah. applaud you on that. I applaud you, and I'm really glad that you found your way over here. I'm glad you stuck around and and uh, helped me well, close uh, out the show. We're sharing you. We're sharing you tonight and tomorrow on all of our platforms. We have 16 platforms, and uh, we'll definitely play you on one of my shows. I'm on three different networks and moving to cable access television up in the Northwest as a producer, director, live on air host with 147,000 people. So we'll play you when we get up there, also, and I'll I'll be talking to you offline. Where in the Pacific Northwest? Well, we're agents. We're undercover agents, and we're former governor's agents, so we have to kind of be cool. We're going to be somewhere near, uh, just north of Wyoming, let's say, near the Canadian border. Uh, Okay. I just wonder, because I'm in the Pacific Northwest as well, I'm down near Salem, Oregon. uh, Oh, well, we'll be right. Well, wow, 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 wow. Yeah, we'll be there all. Yeah, we'll be there in the mobile command unit. We're police... uh, Police, fire, and emergency medical disaster respite team, uh, CERT team. So we're the trauma team for major disasters, and uh, I'm a former Mm -hmm. EMT, ACLS paramedic, uh, so we have a lot of nurses and doctors, and uh, we work the worst-case scenario disasters. And we're starting a new team up there near you, actually. Actually, we'll be taking care of your city. Well, good. Now I know someone's there. I can go out and be as reckless as I want. Yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah, but I'll, <laughs> I'll contact you. I'll contact you and let you know when we get there and we can have coffee. Awesome. Well, let me know. You know, let me know for sure. But then uh, between now and then, you know, now that you've been here and you've read, you know, you're kind of like part of the family. So anytime you want to call and read, please do. Appreciate you and would love Thank to have you, you back. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. Take care. Bye bye. Bye-bye, sweetie. All right, everybody. You've been listening to Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. I appreciate everyone being here. And, uh, again, I want to thank our sponsors who helped us with our broadcasting license this year, helped keep us, keeping us on the air for the last 15 years. We love you guys so much. And... I'm not going to run through the prompts again because we ran over time tonight. But I just want to let you know that uh, I appreciate you guys. You did a fantastic job tonight. Absolutely the best time spent this week. 
So we will see you next week. I am going to close out the show with a piece called uh, Zoe by the Hydropods. And we'll talk to you next week. Good night, everybody. Summer. Warm sidewalk cafe with micro-brew summer simmer. Sig smoke going a hundred directions. Good feelings, feeling good, and mighty warm that summer. Micro-tasty, smackety yummin' at the pizza joint in sun summer day and eight more hours of that day bright left. And Zooey Smith comes along in Jeep Stump, parking at the pizza joint. She goes past me to the store, making wacapella. She goes past me to the store, me thinking, there goes Zooey Smith with hair pointies, goes to the store. Me thinking, there goes Zooey Smith, high on strut, goes to the store. Me thinking, there goes Zooey Smith, nose nudging the puffy clouds, goes to the store. And Micro Buddy and Siggy Friend and Son and Summer Sunny Fun with Zooey Smith going to the store makes me think of the little readings and shows shared. The ones with me and Zooey Smith and me standing there like a jeep stump and Zooey Smith riding Laurie Anderson around stage grunting Manny Manny palms in funny boy voice waving, prancing and making spooky face and turns me to look again at Zooey Smith going to the store sees her sitting on sidewalk knee-hugging, faddish and pyramidical seeming caught between a tough tear and going to the store. Me thinking, Zooey Smith and I are not friends, not really. Me thinking, don't give a shit. Sip, sippy, micro ciggy, and sunburn those lip strips, man. Don't give no howdy. But the tough tear seems to be moving. And she's a human like you, baby boy. A human like you. Sitting in her sad bag, staring at the inside of a teary. So the micro booze and the ciggy booze and sun, sunny sun frowns down. Me thinking, okay, okay, okay. And me getting up and walking down the sidewalk sitting wall leaning Zooey Smith. Me saying, you okay, Zooey Smith? She looking like faced with giant testicle talking. Like fear of giant testicle and fear of talking testicle at that. She looking like she knew me not. Like we never stepped on stages. Or made wordy tag team dirty love to audiences in tandem. Or shared space or air or friends or anything but stranger. Zooey Smith looks at me as the hated despised. In fact, so cold and vacant of human like you, baby boy. Talking to Zooey mad woman, teary angry at helpful testicle. Me thinking to Zooey Smith, me giant testicle talking. Not poet, not peer, not human, not worth her time. She growls and barks, scares me the testicle into a very hateful Mr. Resentful testicle. Back now and outside CDC, Zooey Smith behind me, burning her shadow stain onto sidewalk, onto me, my back. Micro bad, nasty, tasty, stiggy shit. Sun bleeds black like Zooey Smith roots, like Zooey Smith heart must look to old girlfriends. Spiked, a dead end wife. Where do these thunderheads come from?